are mucus free. We 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 are mucus free. What's going on, brothers and sisters? This is Professor Spira, and welcome to the Mucus Free Life Podcast. And we have a wonderful, wonderful show for you today. Good friend of mine, Cougar Russell, is going to be on, and we're going to be talking about some serious, serious, serious topics. And so I'm really excited about that. What is going on out there in the world? Things are going absolutely crazy. And I I hate to come every week and be the one to say I told you so way back in March of 2020, but told everybody so. And people just got all mad and said, oh, no, it's they're not going to force us to do vaccinations. They're not going to force us to do that they're they're not they're, they're not going to shut us down or okay well how is that working out in in Austria how's that working out in Australia what's our things in Russia our things in California and in Washington and New York and all oh, where how are things going where you're at because these this thing is unrolling out exactly as you would uh, think that <laughs> that it would roll out if you've read 1984, Brave New World, or any of these dystopian uh, epics. We that the difference is that this is real life. We're actually going through this right now, and the saddest thing for me is really just watching the way that people just totally lay down and just they can't wait to give their freedom away no resistance they couldn't have did this in the 70s or the 60s no way not not worldwide not like this there'd have been so much resistance there's so there's resistance it's suppressed but there should be so much resistance that there's absolutely no way that they could suppress it especially in the era of the internet because they weren't able to suppress it in the late 60s and early 70s and there was no internet yet but there was so much uh pushback so much it just it was no way they had to cover it they had to say well you're shutting down the city we can shut these places down you we last year we shut down our city uh cities can be shut down things you know but you but you got to have that revolutionary spirit you got to have the uh, anti-authoritarian, that's that's my thing now, is I like to really get people to talk about, talk when they're getting into polit- politics, like talk in terms of anti-authoritarian, because uh, then you get lost in the weeds when you start getting into some of these, uh, these little straw man kind of arguments that were built basically to divide people up. But it's like, no, you're either you're either for authoritarianism or you're anti-authoritarian is really, you can have different opinions on everything else, but uh, in between that, but you know, for me, I'm just 100% anti-authoritarian and, and what's happening right now is the uh, example, the dictionary definition of authoritarianism. And it's only going to get worse if people don't start really uh, 
standing up and resisting you know we have our plans we're doing what we're we're trying to do we can't even talk about our plans publicly now because that's that's the time we're in now it's it's like it's it's real so uh before we get started i want to uh, let you all know that uh, we have a special uh, i guess i could call it a thanks killing sale on the uh, mucus free book bundle and i'm gonna in the if you're watching this live in the chat here i'm gonna put this down and send this out to everybody so five percent off all of the all of the book bundles if you type in uh it's five percent off bundle at the checkout and this you you want to get your hands on the books now i know a lot of you already have it but if you don't have all seven books some people just might have the mucus diet healing system or just the mucus diet and rational fasting i really encourage you if you've never read the physical fitness uh if you've never read definite cure of chronic constipation thus speak at the stomach these other great works that you have to get literally you have to get from mucus free life because they're uh, no one else that i know of is publishing them uh if if you want a good nice book version of it we're we're publishing a lot of these books that are out of print everywhere else so uh this is your opportunity uh click the link that's in the chat that i just posted up there five percent off when you type in that coupon code five percent off bundle and that is uh you know really want to just keep having people read the information that's all you you've always seen us do it's like we come and we're telling you read the book <laughs> read the information just read and study the information. Then we can have informed discussion about about these topics. Because so so often, and I don't know what it is. If this is just this new internet age or this Facebook or whatever, but people are people are sort of if they've read enough memes or enough quotes of somebody they think they've read their book <laughs> so they start like you know oh it's like man, you don't know what you're talking about you know you have you can tell when people haven't read the book so that's something that is uh very important so uh, definitely take advantage of that maybe you have some family members or some people that need the book you can always get yourself another set another copy hand them out to your loved ones that uh, that also really need this information. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome today's guest, Ms. Kuka Russell, who is a certified wellness and health success expert uh, or health and success coach, pr practitioner of the mucus diet healing system, clinical iridologist, detox and cleanse specialist, keynote speaker, herbalist, raw vegan recipe creator, longevity expert and child activist that everybody give it up for kuka russell what's going on how are you doing oh my gosh doing great wow what a mouthful <laughs> <sighs> yeah well the reason that i had even contacted you and um i remember when you had johnny on the show um i tuned in and i was just typing away i, I wanted to be right there mm. and just just like oh my gosh and i have this and this to share that to share and uh now it's my turn 
Yes. There is a lot of information, especially during this time of, you know, COVID, what they call COVID. Mm -hmm. And what happened to the children? They're being masked. They're being injected. Yeah. All these things are going on with these kids. And uh, the parents are the ones that have the control over these things that are happening to them. So when I read, well, when I heard Johnny's story, it really touched me. It touched me in a way that I had to come forward and talk about some things about my own life and why I've been an activist and a very loud speaker regarding everything that's been going on since COVID hit. Because my focus has always been children, 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 and health. Um, let's see, I don't know. I've been on Facebook, um, I want to say, for about 12 years plus. Mm. But it started. And I have never used that, that platform for anything other than health and children. The rest, yeah. in between, a little bit about myself. I, I wasn't posting all these selfies and all of that. I wanted to make sure that the children were, were going to be addressed. Well, now we here we are um, during COVID, and it is time to speak up. I think about what's going on in Australia and what's going on in Austria, what's going on in, in the Philippines and all these other countries where these poor kids are being abused by the system. They're being trafficked. They're with child trafficking that's taking mm. place. And now it's not that important because we have COVID to worry about, right? Well, no, it's not right. So um, in Johnny's case, this ties in with CPS. Mm -hmm. CPS comes in. And they remove his, they tear apart his entire life based on his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Now, I have been involved with children's rights long enough to know that there are crimes that are taking place that are, that are just like COVID. You have mandates, which are illegal. Um, if I were to say this, if I were to write this on Facebook, as you know, I've been on Facebook mm -hmm. many times. Yeah, yeah. They, but they, <laughs> mandates are not legal. No. So just as what's going on with, with Johnny and CPS, a lot of things that are taking place with children are not legal, but people do not know how they can stand up for themselves. Parents don't know how to stand up for themselves. We have the court system. And their, their, their whole goal is not to unite children, but to tear them away from their parents. Or if you're going through a divorce, is to tear them apart from whoever that protected child might be, whatever the case might be that the court system is set up where the children's voices are not being heard. In, in all these cases that I have sat and listened to in the courtrooms with children, um, whether it be CPS, whether it be juvenile court, the voices of the children are silenced. Mm -hmm. We keep hearing about, well, and this happened and that happened, but we're not hearing from the children. 
that is important to understand. Imagine if you were to sit or anybody that it has an interest, true interest on the well-being of the child, that they would ask that child, do you love your mommy? Do you love your daddy? Tell me why. Any of these things. But they make it to where you, you they're protecting the children. That's not called protection when you don't hear what the child has to say how that child interacts with that parent. Are they going to reach out their arms and want daddy, 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 or mommy, mommy, mommy. Right. Um, and, to, and to bring people up to speed, if you haven't heard about Johnny's story, a couple uh, episodes back, we had Johnny on and we got really deep into how uh, the Child Protective Services, the CPS, kidnapped his child away and he told a story there but uh and that's where kuka was on there and and has done a lot of work in this area has devoted her life to helping children and uh and, and as well as the parents and uh and so that's part of what we want to talk about today uh and it's and it's maddening to is that what i didn't realize that johnny had, had to tell me about was how much money the states make on this it's just a, a big scheme where it's, it's like oh like you said oh they're they we're here to protect the children it's like well wait a minute where they're every, every time there, there's a whole racket of how the states are making you know hand over fist making money on children that do not need to be taken away from from a parent and uh so so how so let's uh, talk a little bit about your your healing journey and then how that uh, uh, led you into doing uh, the activism that you do, helping parents uh, recover their children and, uh, and, and that, you know, that beautiful work. Well, with the healing journey, the, you were showing the picture of Johnny and his child. The, the key thing that it has been missing with parents or children that are parents searching for children, whatever the case may be, is that you don't take care of yourself. You don't even care about taking care of yourself. Illness sets in, whether it's through um, you're eating poorly, you're you're so stressed out i've seen i've sat in and i've been to group meetings with other parents and there was a theme going on with all of them and that was that they were in ill health um i also saw attorneys that were in the family court system some of them are dead they committed suicide the others have terrible health conditions this is as Dr. Morse would say, this is on the acid side of life. Mm. Um, it is very, it's a very toxic environment. Unless you have some kind of a, a stable way of dealing with health, it's not going to work. Uh, um, whether you're fighting for custody or you're searching for a lost child, whatever the case may be, if you do not have health, if and if you don't make health paramount, it's going to age you. 
it's going to make you become very bitter. Um, all of these things are so important. In my case, I, I, I was in the worst of health that you can possibly imagine because I had my own ordeal. Um, I had to very, I had to ask my kids if I could even do this broadcast because I want to protect them. And at the same time, I want to share a story, which had to do with a child that was missing from my life. That journey led me into poverty, homelessness. Um, and I'm so grateful that it all happened because through it all, I was able to see other sides of life that I would have never been exposed to homelessness. Mm -hmm. um, other people that are homeless in that were in my situation. It wasn't just deadbeat people. These were people that had a mission, but they just, they had to do what they had to do in order to survive. So in this case, um, health was horrible. I ended up having to get on welfare through the welfare system. They gave me free medical through that free medical. That's where the nightmare began for mm -hmm. me. Um, they put me on all kinds of medications. I, there was something terribly wrong. What was terribly wrong is that my body was dying. I wasn't eating right. Um, I was in all, they had me on Sanax. They had me on, on every kind of tranquilizer you can possibly imagine. And on top of that, I was having colon issues. I, I had diverticulitis. I had um, prolapse, prolapse colon. I had Crohn's. They were labeling me with every medical condition you can possibly imagine. It was a nightmare and um, yeah, <laughs> man, just looking at that picture, I was in bad shape. When I look at that, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I was in bad shape. And the other thing about this is that when you have these uh, free medical services and you're just at the mercy of whoever is gonna take you in that ER when you're in horrible pain, that horrible pain was the meds they had me on. Mm. Plus, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know anything about, about the health. I, I was vegan, but I wasn't eating the right vegan foods. Um, they had me on prednisone. That was the prednisone time. They had me on tranquilizers. You name it, I was on there. I remember there was a time where I went to the ER and in one day, I got a double dose of radiation from one mm. hospital to another hospital because I ended up in the ER twice that day. Mm. One drugged me with a medication that I was having a reaction to. I got home and I couldn't breathe. I ended up having to call a taxi. And I was trying to call the hospital and at the last, I was begging for help. Then they landed me at a different hospital and those two hospitals didn't, weren't on the same system. So they fed me different, different medications. Wow. I was dying. I was dying. I what's, the, what, what's the, the, the statistic for how many people 
that they even reveal this to, of the people that are murdered or killed or die under the care in the medical uh, well, hospitals and this is what i have to say to that because i was on on a state assistance i don't think they even care i don't think that they really it's like you know what you don't have a leg to stand on mm. i was at the mercy of doctors i was at the mercy of of whatever they were prescribing because i didn't want that pain mm. um i was bleeding out of my rectum like when I say mm. I was bleeding out of my rectum, like a woman on period, mm. um, I had to wear pads for that. Wow. It was it was bad. I had to watch what I was eating and, and I still didn't connect the dots during that entire time. No one was talking to me about change your diet. You need to mm. eat this instead of that. It was just you have either Crohn's, diverticulitis. Um, you have every, every, every diagnosis you can right. They were going to remove my colon. Mm. The last straw, the last straw for me came when I ended up back in the ER and I, a taxi dropped me off. I literally, I walked in and I dropped to the floor. I dropped to the floor in the middle of the ER and I looked like I was a drug addict. It was bad. I looked like I was as homeless, just, just like a drug addict. And I remember I was coming in and out of consciousness. The pain was that severe. It was like I was giving birth. Something was happening to me. I was sick, sick, sick. Mm. And I remember looking up reaching out my arms and begging anybody to help me about an hour later or so a nurse came by and they finally put me into a wheelchair now in my head i told myself if i ever survived this if i survive tonight i will never step foot in the hospital again that was that was that was that moment that mm. was it i was done that was, I was done. It was either I'd rather die or I'm, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to survive this and I'm going to share my story. I'm going to survive this. I'm going to, I know I'm going to survive this. There's got to be a better way. And that's where my journey began. It was that night in that hospital where I went never again. I'm not doing this. That picture right there that you're showing mm -hmm. that night, that's when it happened. I told myself never again, I'm not doing this. And I was done. Wow. So how was I done? I didn't know, but it wasn't going to be through the hospital. You had, yeah. You had made, made that decision that what, yeah. whatever's going to happen yeah. is, is, is not going to be through no, this. I wasn't going to, no, I wasn't going to play their game anymore. I, how long ago was this about? Oh gosh, that was how many years ago? I think. That was in 2000, I want to say 2000 and gosh, how many years ago was that? I'm trying. I, I have another note. I want to say that was 20, 20, 2016 when that happened. Okay. 2016 when that took place. Yeah. And then I see again, I don't even, <laughs> man, I was in bad shape. <laughs> So when did you 
so so it was okay so you get get somehow you 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 survive you get out of there and then how do you how do you get to you know learn about the mucus's diet and you know sort of what what's your path to actually finding out about that information i got on facebook i remember that i was typing up help on Facebook, help for uh, Crohn's, help mm. for diverticulitis. That led me to a gal that is in England. And she had an entire website devoted to health. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't, I, something just wasn't, she helped, but something was not resonating. It just didn't feel right. So I then went on, on YouTube and I started typing in healing <laughs> keyword healing i started typing in health and healing and that's where i went down the rabbit hole mm. i saw eric's dr arnold eric uh professor eric i mean i saw dr robert morse i saw master fast system and i watched videos and that was that mm. those were the three so then i hone in on the lymphatic system and i hone in on arnold air professor eric's work mm. i was it's, it's sort of like reading the bible <laughs> mm -hmm. i felt like i wanted to know who jesus was at that moment i was all about I can't stop reading this. I wanted to read that Bible. And I kept reading and reading and reading. And I just it went, this resonates all the way. This is it. I felt it. I, and I know that there are many other people out there that are going to agree with that statement. It just resonates. You can read other books on diet and you'll read it and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. but when something sticks, it sticks and it's, it sticks for life. And when you test it against other, other ways of health and healing, it just doesn't compare. You have found that, that golden key. And I started on that path and I didn't want to tell you that I was in all the way. It wasn't a transitional period for me. I went in cold Turkey. Mm. I did nothing but fruits, fruits, mm. fruits, fruits. And because my health was so bad and because I was bleeding out of my colon and it, the bleeding was severe, I had to change my pants constantly. I had a prolapse, prolapse colon. Mm. And, um, people can look that up on the internet so that they know what I'm talking about. It's pretty mm. bad. Um, you can imagine <laughs> you don't even want to go on dates with anybody. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Mm. So, um, I ate nothing but fruits, but I had to be blended. I had mm. to start with everything blended. I did some some videos. I sent it to my family and I said, I don't know if I'm going to survive, but this is this is it for me. I'm done with everything else. And it just started from there. I went on and within a matter of just four weeks, I saw the changes. Mm. 
it it was drastic. The changes in my face, the swelling that I was having was it just it was night and day. And not only that, the clearer thinking. I was drugged up. I was on on meds, you know, for pain, for everything. And I started thinking clearly for the first time in forever. And um, it just, I, I didn't want to stop. And I just kept going. And that's been my life since because it worked. Now, as a result, I had no idea that it was actually going to also be a reversal of aging, if you will. For me, mm -hmm. it was a reversal. I was losing my hair. I had clumped, my hair was falling in clumps. Mm. And uh, once things changed, it all turned around. And so, what now, what what was your diet like before? What when you were sick? <laughs> what what was that? What that look like? <laughs> Processed foods all day long. Um, maybe a green here and there, <laughs> mm -hmm. maybe a fruit. When people say, Oh, I eat, eat healthy, I had a banana or yeah. I had, you know, something, a something. Yeah. Uh, I had a bowl of something. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was a lot of process, 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 process. Mm. I was going to school at the time. And when you're rushing from one class to another and you, you know, you're studying and you have exams and midterms and everything else, as you know, yeah. <laughs> But I was an older student. Yeah. And it got to me. I was, uh, my diet was not great. It was, it was declining. So um, it had to change. Now, once I, I changed that, everything else changed and um, the bleeding stopped. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's I can lift weights. <laughs> I could. That was a, also a big deal for me was being able to lift weights because when you have something like a prolapse, mm -hmm. you wonder if you can lift five pounds, how that's going to do. Um, you know, um, this is going to get pretty graphic, but, you know, I'm going to be real. When you have prolapse, that means prolapse. <laughs> it's like, you know, prolapse. And you got to push things back up. Mm. And if you care, if you're lifting weights, it comes back down, you know, push it back up. It yeah. was horrible. And, um, you know, it was, it was horrible. And I lived in this, in, in this, I lived this way for a long time and they just kept giving me drugs. And then finally they went, we got to remove part of your colon. If you want to get this resolved, we got to remove part of your colon. And that was that I asked, well, what does that mean? And what will happen if the surgery doesn't go well? And then all of a sudden the light bulbs went on, ding, 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 and everything, the bells were ringing that, wait, <laughs> I'm on government assistance. If it goes wrong, they really won't care. And um, that wasn't a path I was willing to take at all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for anybody, yeah, if you <laughs> normally this would be the time where I would do a screen share of whatever we're talking about. And uh, but I'm, I'm going to spare <laughs> uh, I'm going to spare you guys on this one. If you're ready, type in prolapse colon 
in, in the image search on Google and uh, and scroll down a little bit and take a look at uh, at that at, at what yeah what uh, Cooper was talking about there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some real. Yeah, that's that's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, that's so real that it you don't have a dating life. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't date like that. That's so real that. You know, you just kind of do what you have to, and um, you just there's some things that you just you hide. You know, <laughs> that I was hiding that one for sure. Now, my my kids are if they're watching this, they're gonna laugh because they would call me. This is really gross. I don't know if I can even share this. They were calling me baboon ass. <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I would share pictures with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baboon ass. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and you know me, I don't, I don't hold back. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so that's four weeks. Is it four weeks on fruit? What type of fruit were you eating? Oh, oh man, I was doing melons. I was, I was blending, blending. Mm -hmm. I wasn't eating greens. It was just fruits. And it wasn't so much that I needed somebody at that point. I didn't, I didn't need to even study up on it. I knew that my body was craving this. Mm. It was hungry. My body was hungry and I then started feeding it. And when I wasn't feeding it, I wasn't eating. Well, I get into fasting and it all, everything just came together. So now I'm reading Professor Eret's work, and it was all there. Again, it was like a Bible. The, I, the Bible opened up for me. Thus speaketh the stomach. That's a great one. I, I think I've shared many, many uh, quotes on Facebook with that mm -hmm. one. Thus speaketh the stomach. That was huge for me because our, my stomach was speaking. Mm -hmm. My colon was speaking. And I wasn't listening. I was listening to doctors. I was listening to everyone, but I wasn't listening to my body. And that is so important to understand. I saw a comment the other day on Facebook where somebody is going through somebody that's like over almost 300 pounds and they're, they're going through a lot of illness that has to do with the same type of symptoms that I was having. And how do you tell somebody that, you know, you got to want it. You have to want it so desperately that, or that pain has to be there mm -hmm. so much. So I think that for me, it was about the pain. Um, the pain was a shooting pain. It was like birthing, like giving birth nonstop. Usually when you give birth and you're in that labor stage where you're ready to push, you push and then the baby comes out. Well, this, there was no pushing. Mm. Push, it's just blood that comes out. And so you, it's a stabbing, shooting pain going right up that rectum. That is like the worst period, the worst pain of childbirth a person could ever imagine. And that was me all the time. Mm. Yeah, no. I found something that that I can share. <laughs> the, the 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 artist renderings are very 
<laughs> elementary school. Yeah, 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 that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, but just so people can get see what we're talking about here and the, the, yeah, the inflammation and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the inflammation and with that comes a lot of pain. So then when I started on all fruits, my body just couldn't handle anything else. It just, my body mm -hmm. was giving out. It finally, it went, no more. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started just the fruits and I had to blend everything. It wasn't juicing. It wasn't about juices. I was blending. I didn't have a juicer. So I was blending mm -hmm. anything, everything. Now, the other thing that I wanted to mention as I'm talking about this is that during that time, um, I was, when I say low income, I was low income. And people always ask, like, how can you afford organic when you're low income? How can you afford this and that? I did it. So I would go to Safeway or the grocery stores back then because we didn't have COVID. So it wasn't like I was going to be thrown out for not wearing a mask. Right. But back then, um, they had a section where they have their produce that is ripe. And sometimes they put it on sale. Uh, other times I would just go to the back and some some of these, you know, these produce, they're, they're going to give it to nonprofits that come by and pick up the stuff and then they're going to cart it off to wherever, you know, they're, they're right. doing their ministry. Well, I found out easy that I could eat very well on these fruits and hardly have to pay anything based on that. Mm -hmm. The other thing was I started volunteering. To, I started volunteering for uh, organic farms, which gave me a ton of produce. Nice. So yeah. there's, this is when people always say, well, I can't afford, you know, I can't afford um, organic, non-GMO. And I'm going, I was living on nothing. And I was eating very healthy. Once I made that transition to want to change how I was eating. It became super easy to get that produce I needed and to get it in a way where it was ripe and I could give it to my body. I was my own doctor. Mm -hmm. I got off those meds and I did it cold turkey. I would, would I recommend that for other people? Well, you know, that's a choice that others have to make. For me, I went cold turkey, including even tranquilizers, cold mm. turkey. That was hard. But that's how committed I was to this whole process. So when I, you know, when I see comments on Facebook of people that are saying, well, you know, my thought is, how much are you suffering? How, how great is your pain? I don't care about the weight part of it. Like, how great is your pain? Are you like how I was, where you're laying on that ER floor begging for help? thinking to yourself, how did I get here? And never again. That's that level when I call that a 10 level of pain when they mm. go to the hospital and they ask you, what's your pain level? One or 10. Right. Mine was a 10, but a 10 on the humanity scale. Mm. That was it. I was done. I was done. I couldn't do it anymore. I was going to do whatever it took. And I had to do my, my legwork, my research. And I did it, you know, I, I did it. And I have my family, my children that were there through that entire process. Like before I came on air with you, my daughter said, I'm so proud of you, mom, because she was there. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> they were there. My son was there. They didn't know if they were going to have a mom. Mm. Both my moms, I'm adopted, you know, from Panama. Both my moms are dead. They're dead from preventable condition. My, my bio mom died from ovarian cancer. My, my mom, who adopted me, died from a stroke. It was all preventable. I saw pictures of my adopted mom before she passed away. And just so your viewers know, my great mother, my great aunt adopted me. So that was my mother's aunt who mm. adopted me. I chose to be adopted from Panama. So I was I was blended in, I was still in the family. My adopted mom ended up marrying a German, a Mennonite. It was um, German-Russian. That's the story all in itself. But mm -hmm. the point is, is that my mother and I came to the United States not knowing the culture. And we were eating in Panama. We had access to fruits. It was an abundance. Right. I wasn't starving. I had a lot of fruits in the backyard. I had coconut, I had coconut trees. I was climbing. I could, I could hold a machete and go get that mm. with the rope. And that was my lifestyle. I was climbing coconut trees. Mm. We had pineapple. We had guava. Just everything you can possibly imagine. It was there at our disposal. Once we get to America, wow! I got mm. turned on to sugar, pastries. Mm processed foods because when you're in a third world country you most people don't have a, a refrigerator and so most of the produce you leave it out and you eat or you go out and you pick it but i got to the u.s and it was an entirely different story so my mom's health declined she was healthy in panama then we get to the united states and now we're all turned on to the good old American food. Yeah. Yep. And wow, I, I gained somewhat, I gained weight. Um, and my mother gained weight and my mother now started making foods that were not healthy at all. I mean, it was the worst. And I remember I would sit at the table and look at it and something was telling me, I'm like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I should eat this. And I, I was a picky eater something just wasn't again wasn't resonating yet again that inner voice of like this isn't healthy this isn't healthy mm. so i watched my mother's health decline and she became she was a school teacher and she got super overweight i was looking at some pictures of her recently of the age that she was when i'm this age and i am 58 at her age of 58 and I couldn't believe, like, is that what a 58 looks like? Or is there something different? What's the difference between that 58 and this 58, right? And I knew that it's all about how we eat. And it has more to do than just eating, but it has to do also with spirituality. We have to be at peace because it all is interconnected. When you talk about foods, their foods are aging people rapidly, and that's the norm. Yeah, you know a lot of 58 year olds that are in horrible shape with their legs. They're like it's this big from mm. just all the clogged up. The entire vascular system is clogged up, and uh, it's sad. And I do my best to not um, 
insult people, but I, I, I am very vocal, especially people that are in my age group because they can't wait. I mean, if you're younger, you can be a little bit softer about the process, but when somebody reaches my age, I'm going to flat out just say, you got to change your diet. <laughs> right. Uh, you got to look at your that plate of food you're eating or what you're eating on a daily basis, and that has to change. What's, what about your colon? You know, how often do you poop a day? I remember that I was lucky if I had one bowel movement a week. <laughs> That's wow. it. A week. Whoa. And I always hear that, and it's like, that still blows my mind. I mean, it shouldn't after all these years, but just, yeah, when I hear that even three days, but you're saying a whole week, a week. one bowel movement a week. I was lucky. Yeah. And then at that, it was like, again, it was the prolapse. We, mm -hmm. we come right back to that. I was terrified to go to the bathroom. Part of it was just that I was scared to go because I knew that it was going to be the most, just, it was gonna, yeah. I didn't know it was going to happen. And uh, it just, it kept that way. And uh, it just, the ordeal just kept getting worse and worse. And you could see it in my face, but what you could see in my face were the meds. Mm. <laughs> there was a reaction taking place. Anaphylactic shock taking place constantly. I was in the ER once a month. <laughs> that was my norm, yeah. once a month. Mm. I think about how many other people that are out there that are, they take their medical for granted and they just call the doctor. I don't feel well. The doctor prescribes a med. How many times does that happen? And now it's almost rewarded to be sick. No, not almost. Right. It's rewarded. Oh, yeah. Sick is a reward. Now it's, you know, I'm sick with the C word. <laughs> You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just, I just, my whole family has to see. I'm going, really? <laughs> so there, there are many things that have to do with where we're at in society where um, ill health is, is recognized and celebrated because now you're sick. You're one of us. And if you're healthy, yeah. it's the opposite. You're, you're, mm -hmm. how dare you be healthy? How dare you not have a, have the flu or the cold or any of these other things? And since COVID, this thing started, I didn't wear a mask. I didn't social distance. Now, here I am, the person that had all these conditions, that had autoimmune disease. Mm. You name it. You name it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the person that if you were to go to a government office, welfare, and apply for their medical, they would they would say, "Oh, you poor thing, get your COVID." You know. Yeah, yeah. You get your, we'll get your shot. Right. Yeah. We'll get a shot. That would have killed me. Yeah. That for sure would have killed me. Mm -hmm. My immune system is robust. <laughs> When I get what I call sick, I brag about it to my kids only because I don't get sick. <laughs> if I sneeze, you know, that sort of thing. My kids don't even, they don't even care about how I'm feeling anymore because it's always going to be 
I feel great. I feel great. And that's, you know, in, in today's world, being in good health is just not rewarded. And people are like going, well, she's going to get sick. And it's not happening at all. I'm not getting sick. I know I'm not getting sick because I know my body. Yeah. Uh, a doctor doesn't know my body the way that I know my body. I listen to it. I eat right. I do everything possible that a person should have been doing from a young age. But as an older, as an older adult, taking care of our, of our bodies is so important. It that it is you got to get off those meds. I don't care. You know, people say, well, you know, what about diabetes? What about what about this? What about that? Well, I have diabetes. I can't eat fruits. And I just I shake my head going, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you can't eat fruits. Well, how about if you try it? Go cold turkey the way that I did. Well, if talk, you're in talk a little bit about that. Just the get getting off. That was a, a question Alphine had. Uh, if you talk about the challenges you experienced during the cold turkey transition, getting off all those meds, because that's something that a lot of people want to do. They want to get off these meds or they, they say they do, but then they don't necessarily know what they need to be doing to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got off everything. Um, Alfina, it's Alfine. Alfine. Yeah. Alfine. Alfine. I got off everything and let me, tell you that I was on also anxiety meds because they give you that mm. as well. Mm. Again, when you're dealing with the government system, they're just going to keep you drugged. Sedated, yeah. yeah. They don't care. They're right. going to keep you drugged. And I don't think they even pay attention to what they're doing. They're just, they're just, you know, whatever, whatever doctor, whatever they send you to. Um, I want to tell you that um, with Sanax, I did go cold turkey. Do I recommend it for other people? No, but I did it. Mm. Um, I I think it was probably worse. I've never been on any other drugs like street drugs, heroin, or anything like that. I've never done it, but I've heard that um, Sanax is one of the worst. I went through hallucinations. I I walked through hell. I literally I. I saw hell. I saw people. I heard screaming. I heard mm -hmm. noises. This didn't last a week or two. This this part of my healing took a long, long, long time. And I don't know if I would recommend that with other people to, to go through the way I did, but I was desperate. Now, when it comes to the other drugs, <laughs> the other drugs, I got off. I just got off. I wanted I wanted my system clean. I wanted off the prednisone. I swelled up my face, my forehead. Oh my gosh, my forehead, my nose. Mm. I swelled up. I was swollen. My nose, every it was swollen, swollen, swollen. Um, I was losing my hair. Um, I by the way, while I was going through this, there was no one there for me. Um, I had my son who was living in town with me at that time. And then my daughter who was in a different state and um, I didn't have, my mother had passed away who was my best friend. So I went through this alone, mm. alone. So I didn't have a support system. I, I it, 
some parts of my life, my kids didn't even know I was homeless. I didn't want them to know. I really, I did, I survived and truly survived. But during getting off the, the meds, it was cold turkey. I just, I, ha I had this warrior spirit in me that I didn't even, yeah, I knew it was there, but it rose, it was like, it rose up to the level that sometimes I think like, you know, truly it was like a spirit that was carrying me. <laughs> it was, um, I knew that I was going to survive. I knew that that was it for me. And I was going to do whatever it took to climb out from that pit of hell of relying on government assistance. I had to do it or otherwise that my kids wouldn't have a mom. I was dying and I can't stress that enough. They weren't paying attention. And not only that, but there were the, the MRIs, the, the scans that they did, numerous scans that they shouldn't have been doing, mm -hmm. multiple scans that my body went through. It was, I'm, I'm and, and all that. And, and, and then when you learn what you've learned now and you look back and you say like, what, why isn't there a juicer in every hospital room? Why isn't there in, in the station? Why is there fresh fruits and vet? Like, because so much of this un is unnecessary pain, suffering, early aging and death. That's just unnet. That's just totally unnecessary. No juicer. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, no. they're not even close. They're not even, <laughs> I mean, they're not even no. in the ballpark of, of no. you know, this, you know, just basic healing is what you like 101, what you would learn on the first day you come talk to any of us. And it's like, they're not even close. And, and it's, it, yeah, it's really, it's bad. It's bad. I remember when I was taking a class and here I am at my UW and I was getting my certification to be a, a health and wellness coach. This is from UW at that time. And I was sitting there in one of the classes and now I'm, I'm into my healing journey. Now I'm, I'm turned on. I'm into mm -hmm. my healing journey. I'm sitting there and these, this, the basic class, on nutrition and looking at what they were saying that nutrition was i laughed i i laughed out loud yeah. i couldn't even contain myself when i they were talking about the the basic food groups yeah i had cheese oh oh yeah <laughs> yeah it had milk mm. it had all of it and that was part of the course at UW that I was taking. And I'm like going, you've got to be kidding me. I was upset, upset going, this is wrong. This is wrong. So I just thought I was going to do this whole thesis on this. Mm -hmm. Well, it got shot down. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, they're not going to let that. Yeah, they're not going to like that. <laughs> it got shot down. That yeah. didn't work. So, you know, you kind of have to play with the system. So I went ahead and I, I got that and I went, no, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to promote this whatsoever. Whatsoever. You were getting work on uh, your communications degree from. I was working. This is my communications. I started out. I wanted to go. Oh, so here now we're backtracking. Mm. I wanted to go into law. 
So when I was trying to get into UW, I wrote uh, my reason why I wanted to, to attend UW, and it was all my law studies, and it had to do with children's rights. So we go back to children's rights. So I wanted to uh, get my law courses out of the way, and then I wanted to be a naturopath. That was my other, my, my other thing was to become a naturopath. I got into law, and I, the vanity part got the better of me because I went, you know what, I'm looking around, and, and the people that are in law just look old, and there's a reason why they look old. It's the stress. Yeah. And I went, I got it like kind of, pick it what I, I really find a back door. I'm going to do it differently. So I decided I wanted to do the naturopath. So I get into the naturopath side of it. My math was horrible. You had to take all of these, you know, math courses, um, trigonometry hmm. that was to get into Bastyr. I was doing everything to get into Bastyr and I was failing math like you wouldn't believe. My son was even tutoring me and I went, okay, there's got to be a different way to this. So I decided to go a softer route while I was still getting all my, on the backside of it, I was also continuing studies in the naturopathic realm. So I decided to, to do communications and that led me on this entire path of where I'm at right now. But then I continued uh, studying on the holistic side of things without uh, becoming a doctor, if you will, but I do consider myself a doctor, <laughs> a mm. detox doctor, yeah. because I've, I've done it. I've studied it. I, I, I've done that legwork forever and ever now. And uh, I got into communications and children's rights. I even got involved with the Seahawks. Part of, part of it was even the Seahawks came into play with this one because I started um, speaking on children's rights. I wanted everybody to know that children deserve to have a voice and they were, they were, they were being marginalized. And um, I went to a fundraiser for the Seahawks and next thing I know, I'm giving a speech. It wasn't planned, but I was giving a speech and it that everybody I was what struck me was that these players, these NFL players, they get drafted at a young age and they're also taken advantage of. Yeah, they signed for millions, but they know nothing about how to even have their own voice in this process. Right. And my heart started going out for people that were in pro sports because they they're just so happy to be in the spotlight that they're looking at the money and then something happens they now they're they're retired or whatever the case may be and they haven't saved they they did not know what their mm -hmm. rights were because they still fall as I call them children. They're, they're still falling under that level. And that's always been my stand is like, do you know that as, as a little person or as a teenager, do you know that you do have rights? It's just that you have to voice those rights. Well, at least we should, we should have those rights in the United States. And that leads me to the CRC. Mm. So, 
the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. And that's where I got heavily involved with that as in my communication studies was the CRC. And I ended up in Washington, D.C. Um, I met with delegates, ambassadors, um, where I was talking about children deserve to have their voices heard. They really do. And they didn't. Now, um, if you can, I don't know if you can pull it up on your screen, but the CRC, the Convention on the Rights of the Child, was a treaty that was drafted in big part by the United States. And there's only one country left to ratify that treaty that who has not ratified the treaty. And guess what? That, guess, <laughs> guess, guess, guess. Who's that country? <laughs> yeah. 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 It has yet to be ratified by the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, that little uh, that little piece of information led me to having death threats all my life. Mm. <laughs> um, little did I know that I was stepping on a lot of toes wow. because um, you know parents deserve to to they deserve to be able to decide their their the fate of the children. Yes, they do, most definitely. But when a child gets trapped into, let's say, child protective services, mm -hmm. if a child has been trafficked and they end up in the juvenile courts, who do you think is going to have a voice for that child? It's not going to be that child. It's going to be everybody else who is greedy and hungry to uh, nonprofits that um, are wanting to have a headcount of a child that they say they've rescued. So, yeah, um, the Convention on the Rights of the Child has yet to be ratified. Yeah. Wow. Well, we are in uh, some really interesting times right now. And the reason I say that is because I'm, I'm a conservative. Um, I consider myself a patriot, if you will. I love the United States. I, I love it to the point where I, since this whole COVID thing started, I've done nothing but just put myself out there knowing that, you know, I was going to lose a lot of friends, maybe relatives that, you know, were going to say, how, how dare you not go along with the mask? And now this is going to get really tricky. Now we go into the, the World Health Organization, and then you have the United Nations Convention on the Reef. So these are some words to pay attention to. You yeah. have United Nations and the world health, they all fall into a category of universal laws. Right. So it gets super tricky to try to navigate this topic in a way that you're not coming off as somebody who is for the totalitarian regime. All that I'm trying to do is to give a voice to children. I'm not saying that it's through the United Nations. Forget that. What I'm saying is we need to hear the voices of children that are trapped in the system. 
I did a study. I wrote a paper actually on children that are homeless. Hmm. And when they get to a certain age, they're homeless. Let's say they're 17 years old, they can get food stamps. If they have a place to show for an address, even if it's a you know safe house or whatever, they have an address. Now we're going back to foods. These poor kids have the worst diet you can possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. As soon as they get those food stamps, they're gonna go to 7-Eleven. They're gonna go to a convenience store and they're gonna get that those candy bars. They're gonna yeah. get as many uh, candy bars yeah. as possible. They're not thinking health and nutrition. Well, these kids are gonna grow up and they're growing up and they're malnourished. They talk about <laughs> mucus, <laughs> talk about mucolocyte. <clears throat> these poor kids are so stagnated. And when you have that level of stagnation, when you have that level of impacted colon, and that's what it is, they're all sick. Yeah, that's is with your head as well. You can't think right. Right. Definitely. So this is coming into we got we have such a there's so much going on that this entire system of the child welfare system. First of all, everybody who's working for CPS needs to be fired. It mm. shouldn't even be called CPS. I mean, this is this is a a corrupt organization. I don't care. If somebody has a good story about CPS, those good stories are far and few in between. Now, you got to keep me on track because I'm going to go back to Johnny on this. Mm -hmm. um, going back to that whole story of Johnny, this is what I do know about the system. Uh, they are going to take these kids and um, these nonprofits, and let's they're going to bring in a guardian ad litem. They're going to bring in all these other entities that come into play and they're like, they're hungry to be able to have that head count and say that they, they had a part in saving that child. Mm -hmm. So then it comes that time of the year where you got to have these grants. They're going to, they want to apply for these grants. You have churches that are going to say that they're trying to save children. This is really important to pay attention to here, what, what I'm about to say, because this goes back now to COVID. So you have churches that are going to say whatever it takes so that they can maintain those grants. They can maintain their nonprofit 501c3 status. Right. You have a lot of different organizations tied to churches that are going to come in and they're going to also fight for these grants and they want their 501c3 status. Everybody has a game. Everybody has has some interest in all of this. In the meantime, these, these kids are going to fall prey to these corrupt, they're all corrupt, right down to the churches. I'm telling you, right down to the churches. Because if they're a 501c3, it, they are corrupt. You cannot be a 501c3 and not be corrupt. It's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, learned, I learned that the hard way when before I created Mucus Free Life. I In my head, I'm thinking, well, I want to 
let's create a nonprofit. <laughs> and like that's that sounds like us. We want to just do good and just help people and get, you know, and we can get grants, we can give things to people for free. And and uh yeah, that that didn't work out. That's not how that works. And I saw I, I saw how corrupt that thing was. I was like, wait a minute, the only the way that you get those grants, like the hoops you have to jump through and the stupid things that you have to do to get that money is like you're not helping anybody. <laughs> you're 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 creating an image and putting that out there, and that's it. It's like it's it's about this image. And I was like, okay, that's that's not gonna work. Yeah, it doesn't work, and uh, it doesn't work. And now here we go. It doesn't work if you are somebody who is going through if you're escaping abuse. Mm. If it's a child escaping abuse. Because as soon and now we're not talking about churches, but just these nonprofit organizations, those are the traps. Mm. That's where they're going to nab these kids, especially the homeless kids. They're going to mm -hmm. nab them. You go into these places and they have a sheet and they're going to get that name. They're going to get an address. They're going to get some sort of information because, again, the stressor, what I want to highlight is the headcount. They want those every phone call a person makes is a head count. So when you call one organization that's a nonprofit and you're somebody, if you're a child looking for safety, if you're escaping, if you're a child that's been um, uh, living in the streets and, and escaped a, a predator, uh, if you're a missing child, whatever the case may be, you can call these places that you would think are super safe and they want that every phone call is what they're they're going after now if you call one organization and then you call another nonprofit and you give them your name it won't count it goes into a system mm. so now your doors have closed now you're just stuck into one system mm. So now you have these kids that are escaped abuse, um, child traffickers, they're out in the street and they don't know what to do because word gets around. Word gets around that you can't go here because this is what happened. Now these poor kids are terrified to even reach out for help. So that brings me to a story that I have to share. And this one sticks with me. There's a lot of stories that stick with me, but this one really sticks with me. And that's the story of Manya. Um, so um, how this all started is I've always been an activist. I, from the time that he, I was even a little girl without even knowing what an activist was, I was that child that was always representing, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting. I fought my way through. That's how I got adopted. So I was, um, you know, God bless my mom, but my bio mom wasn't, I was abused. And the only way I knew how to escape abuse was I kept running away. And then finally I got, I asked to be adopted. And so I escaped that. Well, the word got around in the community that I was an activist, but not your normal activist because I didn't belong to an organization. I'm just me. I'm Kuka. 
And I was like giving my little speeches, going to churches and giving my little speeches. And, you know, and the only reason these churches were allowing me in is because they were kind of rogue. They were not, they weren't following your normal, typical 501c3 stuff. They were, they were rogue. This is different. And uh, kids were paying attention to what I had to say. Maybe not so much the adults, but the kids were paying attention, the teenagers, and my name started circulating in the community. And then uh, I got a phone call one day and a friend of mine called me up and she said, there's this young girl and she's from Ethiopia. Her mom and dad both died from AIDS in Ethiopia and she was adopted over there. Her, her parents, her adopted parents came to a doctor in Ethiopia and they brought her back to the United States. Okay. So I, I decided to check this story out and I met with this young lady and I knew I had to help her. She just looked destroyed, just totally destroyed. I could tell that she needed to talk to me and gosh, I have a really hard time sharing this one. <laughs> so um, she was, she was destroyed. Well, she got adopted from Ethiopia and um, her parents that adopted her didn't have her best interest. They basically, they were, they, they adopted her so that she could be basically a house slave because they had a child that was um, um, handicapped mm. and they, they wanted to keep her inside and she was going to be a slave. This is a, not to bring in the racial thing, but they were a white couple. <laughs> and uh, here she is from Ethiopia. And then she had a spirit like mine. <laughs> How I used to run away. Mm -hmm. She had that fighting spirit. And she started running away. And they needed to have an excuse to report her. And CPS gets involved. Mm. Well, they picked her up. And they put her, they said that she was mentally unstable. Now this poor, say poor kid, but I always say poor kid because they just, my heart just hurts for them. Um, she couldn't communicate very well, but I was tracking with her. And I asked her like, you know, what is it that you want? What's going on? And then she started sharing her whole, like how it all happened and how they came to Ethiopia, how they adopted her and everything was very quick, 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 quick. And next thing you know, she's in the United States. And um, she had that fighting spirit and she knew that what they were doing was wrong, very wrong. So she ran away. So now they labeled her as a troubled child and um, they put her on drugs. Now she was sedated. They had her on lithium. They had her on everything. Now there's a whole team of these CPS workers and they're all like saying, you, you know, she needs to be on this medication. And she was heavily sedated. And I knew that what was going on was wrong. So I got involved in my own way. I started talking about children's rights. 
So I started talking to her, to her name was Manya, and I went, Manya, have you heard of children's rights? Because you you qualify. You're you're from Ethiopia, and they signed that treaty. So Ethiopia recognizes that you deserve to have rights as a child. And I, I gave her all this information for her to read on children's rights. So I want I want you to read all of this, and then you let me know what you think. So the next day, I get a call. She's on a little track phone thing with minutes on it. I get a call from her, and she is crying. And she said, I have rights. And I went, you have rights. You have rights. And she said, well, I want my rights. Mm. <laughs> And I went, I'm going to help you. So I started advocating on her behalf. Mind you, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm not going to let her go. And I said to her, I want you to write down what rights you want to in it. What do you want to invoke for yourself as a human? What are your rights? She did. Now, right before this interview that you and I are having, I was trying to find her letter, and I have boxes and boxes and boxes of files of children that you, I mean, you just can't even imagine right. the, the amount that my heart has gone into this, boxes upon boxes. I was trying to find her letter, and I couldn't find it. But I remember that after sitting in, in all of these meetings, she was she would they put her in juvenile. Oh, by the way, she she ran away again. Mm. But this time, when she ran away, she fell prey to some child traffickers, and she was raped. Um, she was raped for I don't know how many hours, gang raped, and then they dumped her on the side of the road, and she was found. They put her right back into protective custody. The whole time, she's got this family that adopted her, and they're like, see, I told you so. I, I told you so. And it wasn't, mm -hmm. no, I told you so. There was a reason why she was escaping this in the first place. So this went on and on, and, and I, I um, the final day came in the courtroom, juvenile court, and I said, Manya, I want you to write your story, and I want you to read it to them. They, I said, you make them listen to you. You make them listen. And it starts out with, hi, my name is Manya. And then she writes out everything that she wanted for her life, and that she wanted to be a firefighter. She wanted a paramedic. She wanted to, something to do with that line of work she was released from the care of her parents. So that was the good news. And mm -hmm. she didn't have to be in the that system anymore. So then what I did is I went into the community, the Ethiopian community, and they're very protective. Because, you know, when you take a kid that who comes from a village and both the mom and dad have died from AIDS, that kind of puts a stigma on them, on, on this on the child. But I pleaded her case, and finally, uh, there was a family that, that the community took her in. Last I heard from Anya, she was a paramedic. Mm. <laughs> so that's a, a feel-good story. And my kids have heard that story I don't know how many times because yeah. 
uh, there, you know, I used to have a, um, uh, I was a co-host for a radio program where we interviewed, <laughs> like that, where we interviewed a lot of, of um, a lot, a lot of people. We had good attorneys that were actually good attorneys, mm. not for the system, but against the system. And we had writers, and I interviewed them all. And we were all at that time trying to figure out how are we going to do this. How are we going to to do this now? When I met with Marion Wright Edelman, and I said to her, "How are we going to save these kids?" She shook her head, like. I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know. Um, there are so many of these stories of these kids that are falling through the cracks. And in this in, in, in Johnny's case, in Johnny's case, imagine what his what his child wants. You know, why aren't we hearing that? Instead, we have this tug of war taking place of a corrupt system set in place to destroy the family unit, set in place to destroy everything, set in place to shatter the lives of children. That's number one. It's going to destroy families, but it's going to destroy that child permanently, permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <sighs> yeah. And that's, and for for folks that's out there that if you don't know what's going on with human trafficking, child trafficking, I mean, there's because I, I talk to people that haven't even heard about that. They don't even know that there's a modern day slavery going on. They just have no clue that this is this happening. And so so in what would be some ways in, in in your opinion how do we raise consciousness around that how do you like why is it that there's not more people that know about this uh and 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 care about it where you know how, how do we sort of galvanize people and educate and you know get folks to to say wait a minute this we got to stop this well the reason why this is not gaining any traction whatsoever has to do with the system because it is for profit mm -hmm. when people and institutions government nonprofits, churches professionals guardian ad litems family law attorneys juvenile court system food system welfare system health system this is not meant to get this is it gaining traction is not going to happen it's going to take away the money from the system that that is it's just they're they're feeding off of the misfortune of others they don't care who is at stake we're talking about like even covid kids that are walking around wearing masks i always think that's the other reason why I refuse to wear it. I don't, I refuse to wear it because it's wrong. But one, another reason is when I see these kids wearing a mask, I wonder what bruises they're hiding. What's, what's going on with their faces. Now, all I see are their eyes. I can't mm -hmm. tell if they're, 
if they're scared of me because I'm not wearing a mask or if they're trying to signal help with their eyes before I was the type of person that I was always on the lookout for children that were being trafficked, abused. Mm -hmm. I was that person. I've chased people before. I've, there have been many times where I knew that the child was in danger. And now I can't tell. The system is not going to talk about these kids. They're not going to talk about it through the court system because then you have um, attorneys that are going to lose their money and their clients. You have both sides pitted against one another. You have children that are missing. And, you know, if there's, it's a cartel. Mm. It's a cartel of the entire system. Judges that are bought and paid for, just like pharmaceutical companies, um, when you go to a doctor and they tell you, take this pill, take this, I'm going to write your prescription for this. You got to wonder who are these pharmaceutical reps that are coming through their doors. The same thing applies to children. It is, it is a game. There are many good parents in Johnny's case, many good parents that are trapped in the system now. Mm. And how do you escape it? Uh, there is unconventional ways of doing it. You don't play. You don't play with them. Um, every day that goes by where a child is with missing, that is a day that it's just it's destroying their lives. Mm. You, I don't know any other way to put it because you know when people say, "Well, things will work out." Things don't work out. That child is being traumatized every day. And you hope and pray that they're in a setting where they're not being abused. If you're going through a custody case that you hope and pray they're not being abused. Most of the time, these kids are going through some kind of psychological trauma because you have people that are trying to um, say negative things against that person. I heard Johnny's story, and again, that just stuck with me because I've heard it so many other times from parents, whether it's a mother or a father or a child that's been missing. Um, there, there are many different elements to why the system needs to be dismantled. Dismantled, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it needs to be fixed because there's no fixing and something's no. broken. It is nope. broken. It needs to be thrown in the trash. It needs to be dismantled. And we really need some form of a children's rights. And I want to say that, but not in a totalitarian New World Order, World Health Organization way. But as we as Americans, we as free, free humans, we have to take care, like we take care of animals. We have to take care of these kids. They need to have that nourishment. They need to have the basic health care. And I don't mean welfare. They need to have a level of care that this whole process needs to go away with. In all guardian items, all attorneys, family law attorneys and judges, they need to just be tossed out. And people need to start listening to what the kids want in their lives. It's like how if an animal that's being slaughtered, if you look at their eyes, you can see that they're scared. You know, we have um, advocates for animals. We need advocates for children. <laughs> mm. You don't have a, you, we need 
a system that is going to truly listen to what the needs are of children. A child that has been rescued from child trafficking isn't going to have a forever happy ever after life. They're going to be placed in the juvenile court system. And that's what people fail to recognize is that they are trapped in that same system as a divorce court or anything else. It's, it's a tragic situation. Tragic. And you end up with kids on the street on drugs, eating horrible foods, and and then they they you wonder why we have the the crimes that we have because it's a cycle repeating itself all over again. Yeah, and I mean, and what I always have to add to to these points is this is a system that's based on pus and mucus eating. And as you said earlier, which very few people talk about, make the connection between poor behavior, mental illness, bad ethical considerations, all of the above, and what people are putting into their bodies, yes. the diet. And until that's changed, that, you know, and then, and what, because what's going to happen, the more of us that know that and we change, physiology and, sh and change our diet, then we're going to create our own. Let, let that do whatever it's going to do. That system, we come together and create our own situations, our own systems, our own uh, com communities. But yeah. And, and here's something I found. I was going to, I'll get you, get you wound up on this. Cause I, I this is an article that showed up. Does wearing a mask make children more vulnerable to sex trafficking? False. This is false. That's what this article says to prevent child abuse, oh, Iowa. And so this is basically like probably a whole a little article going against what you just said there. Of course. Uh, of course. And you have to wonder um, that I'm guessing that's a nonprofit or it's a government. <laughs> it's it would, Yeah, I bet it. Yeah, it looks yeah. It definitely looks like a nonprofit. Just yeah, yeah. There. They got a board, right? So um, most of the time, these nonprofits. Oh yeah, five. That's right up front. Five hundred one c three nonprofit. They work yeah. tirelessly to create a world where children don't know fear. They're the worst. That's you know. I I don't know if there is an well. There is an easy answer, and that's to dismantle the entire system. Mm -hmm. Because if we keep going around in this vicious circle, we're just going to keep running into the same, but it's going to get worse because now we have COVID and now we have children in masks and now we have just this rage and the pus filled life that people are leading and the toxicity, toxicity that is taking place this entire time. People are not eating well filled with pus and mucus, can't think, you have all these elements. I wonder about these judges sometimes that are sitting in the courtroom, you know, I'm, I'm wondering like, I wonder what their colon feels like, right? Because you got it, these are, these are basic things to think about. What did they eat? How's that interfering with their logic? These are very important things that should be talked about because 
I wouldn't want anybody to decide the fate of my life who I know is mucus and pus filled because I know that they're going to go based on emotions and they don't have the entire, you know, they're spiritually not in tune with anything. They don't get what's going on in the world. You know, they're not thinking from their the third eye. Um, they've got the calcification going on. It's just, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them deciding my fate, but that's where we're at right now, especially with children. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's, that's like the kind of stuff I think about where I'm just, just, just looking at the goofiness yeah. of this, this system and you're looking at these, these judges that get up and they got their little tie on under their, their outfit and their robe and, they just oh, as, as they say, holding court. They're just oh, this is my courtroom. I'm I'm the totalitarian man here. This is my world, you know. And they just really get off on that, and and it's just such a deep, uh, a, a, a just a deep system that's so they they make complicated just to scare people away from it to study. Like oh, don't and, and then for the people that that really are attracted to it, that, that want that, that want to get up the, get up this, I'm going to be a judge. I'm going to be the, you know, the top lawyer and make millions and whatever. It's like <sighs> pus and mucus. <laughs> mucus. You know, that's, it should be, well, we can call it family courts, divorce courts is pus and mucus courts. So you're, that's it's a cesspool of toxins that you're walking in and, these people are deciding the fate of families and children that have been rescued from trafficking. Um, it is just, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. And then, oh, another thing that gets me on that tirade, um, these foster care parents that receive money from the government and mm -hmm. they, the food that they're buying these kids, oh, it's just mm. talk about processed foods. It's mm -hmm. just the worst of the worst. But you know, they they want that government money. It's just it's again the system is corrupt all the way, and it just keeps going on. You know, pretty sad. So, so for if uh, a parent or say we have you know, parents that practice the mucus diet healing system and on the plant-based healing and fasting all that kind of stuff if they find themselves well first how do they prevent how can they prevent finding themselves in a situation where they're getting their child a, a kidnapped or attempted to be kidnapped from these uh these pus-eating evil beings uh, how do they prevent that? And then, but if they find themselves in a situation where a child is taken away, then what are the steps that they need to take to, 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 to fight, to get their child back? Okay. That's difficult. That's a difficult one to answer because um, going the normal way doesn't work. Um, now you're talking about, it's like we're fighting COVID and trying to fight against mask mandates and everything else. This is, it's, it's a corrupt system and to prove, to, to prove otherwise, whether it's constitutional law, law, whatever the case might be, that it, the system is corrupt and it does not want to hear anything having to do with truth and justice and freedom. 
So that's a tough, I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer on that one. I really wish I did. We need a mass awakening. We need to revamp this entire system because to, to rely on it the way it is, it's just, I can't throw something out there for a system that it's not working. It's not working for, for the children. It's not working for loving parents. It's just, it's not, it's broken. Yeah. So I don't have a simple answer to that one. I, I just, it needs to be dismantled, totally dismantled. Yeah. Yeah. And I know one, one thing that, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. as we say, this is, this is the disclaimer. This is not medical advice. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing that you, you want to be selective about what information that you share with yes. people. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and when you find yourself in, if, if it's like, like we say, if, if there are circumstances where you might find yourself in an emergency room. Okay. There's certain things that you don't have to emphasize or talk about or if you with the child. And that was one thing that when I, we were talking uh, with Johnny that we talked about was like that was sort of the that turning point. As soon as he brought up that they fed the child, that they didn't feed the child pus, that they fed the child fruits and vegetables. And that it was like, aha. We yeah. got you now. Like as soon as they don't let them know you're vegan, don't let them know, mm -hmm. you know, that it just as soon as they start asking these questions. So what do you eat? You just, I don't know. I just I eat a regular diet because it's regular to you just because it's not what everybody else out here is doing is regular to you. Yeah. And, if they, and usually they'll just stop there. They won't they won't if, if they think that you're just eating the regular diet, then they'll they'll kind of stop if they start asking more questions and you know, then you'd be general or what, you know, there's ways to kind of do that. But what Johnny was, was doing was like, like proud, you know, and I understand that yeah. proud, you know, it's too like, well, this is what we do. This is, this child is, 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 is real healthy. So this was a surprise going through an elimination. Well, you didn't say that. That's how we talk. But so that's something to, to definitely, when you find yourself in, and that goes with, and it's and that goes like they say, don't don't answer. You're not under any obligation to answer any questions, whether it's a, a, a police person. And they say, well, hey, I, I'm not I don't answer questions. They start asking you. Questions. I don't I don't answer questions. Uh, you know, am I free to go? Because <laughs> if I'm not, then you then tell me, why are you holding me? You know, it's like that. And they basically treated Johnny like that, uh, like that, where yeah. it was, it, they were interrogating him. And if you don't know that you don't have to answer these questions, it's like, well, I don't, I don't answer any questions that, you know, and, and so, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I'm going to plug my, my laptop's going, Oh, it's running out of juice here. Uh -oh. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I hope this works. Nope. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> I'm running out of juice here. Char charging now? You? No, it's not charging yet. Oh. Wrong, wrong cord. Yeah. So crazy times. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, yeah, because the then the then the uh, uh, then we talk a whole other hour about the the forced inoculations. I don't think they've they haven't figured out that that word <laughs> is a synonym yet. So they ha- they don't I don't think they flagged that yet. I might be wrong. Who knows? We'll find out, I guess. But uh, yeah, the forced inoculations that that's nothing new about that. That's very you know. But but now it's. Uh, they're they're seem to get more and more dangerous because for whatever reason, whatever sick psychopathic entities that are above all of this, and, and you and you start following the money. The I mean, there I saw what what some statistic. Right? I mean, the something like there was more billionaires that were created in the past year yeah. than yeah. any other time in history. You know, and and, and look at those. Uh, and we're not Bitcoin billionaires. We're talking about inoculation, forced inoculation yeah. billionaires. And, and and I don't see anybody, you know, trying to really stop that and shut that down. And but because when you really start to look at the level of corruption, the way that this thing is structured so that, OK, he, here's something that we're going to put a. A crazy price on this substance then we're gonna we're gonna force you to give it to your children or they can't go to this re-education institution which and if you don't put them in this institution then we'll we'll either take your child away and is what we we're talking about earlier we'll might put you in jail for fun yeah. and we'll we'll just ruin everybody's life mm-hmm. and so at, at the foundation of that you see, well, wait a minute, where th- this coercion this be- being forced. And every time that there is a forced inoculation, somebody is getting richer and richer and richer. Cause this, this isn't out the kindness of anybody's heart. There's nobody that's like, Oh, we're just going to help, you know, like Bill, <laughs> Bill Gates gets on there trying to talk about, it. we just want to, just want to heal the world and, and prevent every, no, no, you want to get paid. Cause you yeah. got, uh, a lot of money in there and yeah it's definitely the uh the the, the time to to homeschool <laughs> the time to 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 take to do is is the least amount of participation in that system as possible and creating your own systems with your own community and because I think that has to be the future is going to be the smaller, not these big monolithic, you know, kind of huge millions and millions and millions of people. It's going it, to got to get back to the tribe s- structure, you know, just smaller groups, a lot of smaller groups and those uh, those groups taking care of themselves and what they want to do. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. So, so much, so much corruption. Yeah. I see what that Reese has said. Keep your cards close to your chest. If you don't trust a person, then don't share information. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Yep. He's right about that. I have to plug in my laptop because. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, go ahead and plug okay. in. And, and I will uh, say that uh, our, as <laughs> they are, our sponsor mucus free life llc then i let everybody know as i said earlier we got five percent off the mucus free book bundles 
And uh, I'll share this in the chat. Type in the code 5% off bundle. And you want to get these. I know a lot of people, you probably have family members come in the holidays. You're going to see, see people. And it's folks like to exchange gifts and things like that. You, you give them some books. Give them Mucus's Diet Healing System. Give them Thus Speak of the Stomach. Give them Rational Fasting. Give them information that can help them change their life, that can help them heal themselves, empower them with that information because so few people know about it. And, and, and we do the best that we can. We're, we're shadow banned on a lot, a lot of places. They're not g g giving us any, uh, any favors. I was going to show early, <laughs> earlier this uh, uh, when I tried to tag Kuka, this, this is what <laughs> happened. Can't mention. Rawsome Kuka can't be at mention because it it, re, it repeatedly it they called you it. it it repeatedly posted content that goes against our community guidelines on false content about COVID nineteen or vaccines. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I am just a troublemaker. I I no one can can tag me on Facebook or on Instagram. You know what? I think that's that's great. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it just shows that I'm I'm just one of those people that I just I have to be me and and when I see that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Now I just I don't know how not to be this way. I I I applaud those that can maintain their their platform and post all their cute little pictures of their foods, you know, their raw foods. Mm. That used to be me, Ross and Kuka. Mm. Mm. but I just, <laughs> it's just, I still do that, but it's not to me. This was so important and what's going on in the world. I don't know how to get up every morning and pretend like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get up in the morning and not be um, affected by when I see kids at the school bus stops wearing a mask I can't go about my day not doing something. I just, that's mm. not me. Let's see. Low key censorship in action. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So true. Um, I get really upset. I, I get upset that grownups are losing their jobs and they're, you know, because they're, they're walking away. They, they're just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But what really gets me more than anything after you and I talking and now that you know, and you've known this for a long time, but that my heart for kids is so strong that now when I see them masked in, in this, this article that you pulled up where they're saying that mm -hmm. it doesn't impact them, that is such bull. I want to use a different word, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such bull because we are we're disconnecting children from who they are as children and we're making them super scared of the world and if a child is you know has been abducted or if the child is going through some kind of a trauma at home whatever the case may be 
that that mask means stay silent. Mm -hmm. And that bugs me to no end every day. So it's hard for me to get up every morning and say, I'm going to take some food pictures. I'm, you know, I'm going to maintain my Instagram or I'm going to maintain yeah. my awesome KUKA. It's, I've had to make a choice and it's, it's one where it's, it's, I've sacrificed my content by making what was there in the first place, even more important than that's the children. And, uh, and the children that are missing, we had a, um, a movie a documentary, a movie that came out that when COVID hit, it just took the back seat. And the guy from uh, Passion of the Christ, he was in it mm. and he cried talking about how important this movie was. And that hasn't seen the light of day because of COVID and children wearing a mask and anything that goes against the government and the establishment is going to be censored. Um, it's, it's just not going to make it on mainstream news or anything. Instead, we're just being told nothing but lies about this entire COVID thing. And it's, you know, I've been very vocal. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking at Kuka's uh, Instagram, which is uh, at Rawsome Kuka. If you want to follow yeah. Kuka, and uh, yeah, this this was a good one here. With the yeah, want to yeah. thank everyone out there who has done their part to stand defiant in the face of tyranny. Many thanks to all of you who expose the lies every single day. Future generations are counting on you, and it it, it is so. It just really is even for us because it already felt like you were in the walking dead before all of this if you practice the mucus of diet healing system just just zombie land for you know just people just eating like do you know what you're doing to yourself no they don't because we and we didn't it's not a judgment on it's just like but you when you wake up it's, it gets really weird this took it to a whole other level like this was just like now you get to experience this is historic you get to be a protagonist in your own 1984 brave new world dystopian reality only in 2021 this is this is the next level to to be walking around and to really to see when I go into a place because I'm in Ohio and basically here they there's I know there's some places where the mandates are real intense and they're just ah you can't come in here unless you show your papers and bow down and lick my boot and this that whole kind of ritual but in Ohio it's just sort of like they 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 were hard for when when they had to be and then they kind of just let's leave it alone and so there's nobody forcing, but what happens is the majority of people are just complying to something that they don't even, it just, they're just, well, they're just people just walking around with the mask and they've been in this abusive relationship where it's like, Oh, we're just going to shut down for two weeks and then, then we'll go back to normal. Then it's like, then two weeks turned to two months. And then it was like, well, we got to shut down. We shut down the city. We got to, you know, just we just wear the mask. We'll do a curve, and then it's oh, we'll just just take this vaccine, and we'll we'll take it two or three more times, and and we'll just go back to normal. And they keep 
dangling this carrot and for back and 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 people are so abused at this point that it just just going right along with it. it's like in the back with these folks in this picture it's just like just they it just stopped that just i mean if they were fighting in the first place most people weren't fighting they were just kind of in this state of shock and sort of fear and and then being fed whatever they're being that's being told on these mainstream channels and one thing that i'm announced now that I want to put out soon on mucusfreelife.com. I'm creating a blog post that is basically an archive of, uh, of, of inoculation injury victims and the, and just the videos of that since you don't ever see that on any kind of mainstream and the, in the place that I've got access to all these videos is I got a, a, a lot of them, but it's, it's in private spaces that they where they don't they don't have a reach they can't shut these things down and so so that's something that I've wanted to post up for a while just so people can and I'm a I'm a frame it real academic I'm a frame it objective where where I'm going to just ask the question like I don't th maybe this is fake I don't know what do you think do you think that these videos of this of the vaccine injury is real uh comment below you know it's going to be that kind of thing where it's like i'm not saying that this i'm just saying let's look at this this is out here we should we can look at this and and examine it and shouldn't it's not against the the law to to take a look at these videos right and, uh, yeah that one i love that video i love that video where they're taking yeah okay yeah they're taking it off <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a great video. Nice. That's what it. That's what needs to happen. You know, I, I, uh, there's a mother here locally that I was talking to yesterday, and um, she says that she she works. She's a single mom, and she says that she cries every day when she has to put that mask on her child because she doesn't know what would happen to her if she were to quit working, and stay home and and she says she doesn't want the government involved so i mean wish i had an answer to that mm. you know people just have to do what resonates in their heart but you know we i've i've um had to put aside all my my food stuff if you were to scroll down even more that's all i used to do was about you know just my food Ooh, yeah yeah, I was really proud of my page, and then I, I just had to stop. I couldn't do it anymore. It just, to me, just didn't feel right. I couldn't be that person that was ignoring what was mm. going on in the world. And, you know, kudos to those that can separate the two and keep their their content and, and their branding going. But I, I couldn't, it just wasn't. It wasn't in my heart. I felt like I just I couldn't do that to children. I had to lend my voice to a very corrupt process that we're in in this world. And you could see the timeline as you scroll down. You can see yeah. that oh, this is where Kuka started going all <laughs> right. Because it's like okay, yeah, we got yeah. Food. yeah, it's like right, yeah, right there. <laughs> it's just there. Like, it just starts to change, and it's like uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. And it just all became just very just activist and raising awareness. I, I had to do something and this was my way. I mean, it's just a small Instagram channel, but it's it was 
my way of making a difference, you know, and every little thing counts. If I, if I were to live, leave a legacy of my work, I think that Facebook and Instagram can show what I've been all about this entire time. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, I think about my kids and my grandkids and I had to do something to let other people know that this was not acceptable, that we are in a truly what I call a pandemic, a farce, a hoax, fraud um, of, yeah, there we go, all tyrannies rule through fraud and force, but once the fraud is exposed, they must rely exclusively on force. Worse than that, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. You know, and um, for me in my community, I I shared earlier about going to the grocery store when um, almost a year ago, and um, I would walk in not wearing a mask. I went in. I had all wet, and the checker is ringing me out. I'm not wearing a mask. And as soon as I go to, it's all bagged. The groceries are all bagged. It's like as soon as I went to slide in that credit card to pay for the groceries, the manager came by and literally took his hand and stopped me from being able to, to put the card in the slider. And he said, uh, put your mask on. You're not wearing a mask. Get to wear a mask. And then he hands me a box of masks and he said, here you go. Mm. And I went, I'm not, my groceries are bagged. I just want to pay. All I need to do is pay and I'm out the door. I won't bother you. Nope. He wouldn't let it go. He had that box in front of my face with those stupid blue little throwaway mask that it's just nasty as all get out. Just but I can't even handle that color blue anymore. Mm. Um, and uh, I told him I'm not putting a mask on and I even had a ADA card, which I didn't need, but to show that, you know, it said, can't mask, don't ask. And he said, I don't care about that. You have to wear a mask or, you know, you need to leave. I'm calling the cops. Well, I ended up not getting my groceries that were bagged. I ended up leaving, call the cops and uh, they, they never showed up. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. but it was just, it was just that level of force that these people that now since COVID hit that they feel like they have like this, uh, um, I can't help but say this word and I don't want to get you in trouble here, um, but almost like a Nazi kind of a thing that was going on. And um, well, it's a good, it's a historic word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So I ended up calling corporate and I had my video. I took a video of it. Mm. Called corporate and they were apologizing left and right and i told them i was going to sue them and the whole thing and well we'll pay for your groceries you know if you want we'll give you groceries for a year that sort of thing and mm. so that happened um but i haven't been back into the, that grocery store since um the experience was really truly humiliating for me at that time it was uh, you know a lot of people in the back of the line and uh, it was, but it was an eye opener for me. I came home and I cried that day, but I didn't let him see me crying. I didn't let anybody else see me crying, but I came home and I cried. Well, a lot of times that happened where I got spit at. I got kicked out of uh, Ace Hardware 
Um, it was, I saw hatred in people that I've never seen in my community before. Since a year ago, things have subsided. I can walk anywhere without a mask, except Seattle. Seattle is mm. a different story. Mm. Required to even show proof of vaccine at most places now. But I held my ground, you know, I, I held my ground. And again, there was no one there cheering me on. This is something that I knew I had to do. I, I was my duty um, to, to do this. And I've held that fighting spirit even stronger. And it's just not going away. And, and uh, I feel bad for those that feel like they need to obey these unlawful, they're not even mandates, it's just, it's just not the law. No. And um, that they're afraid to, to go against the norm. And they walk in in the grocery store wearing a mask. And then they're here in the loudspeaker for the safety of our customers, <laughs> six feet apart. And, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just oh. right out of... <laughs> Right out of Huxley or Orwell. I mean, you just experience this. And and I wonder how many people really get that, like really have, have read those books, have studied that history and understand and to fully appreciate this moment in time where we're walking into his place and it's you can't get any like. Uh, you know, please. So we we, we uh, social distancing, and we ask you to stay six feet away from. Uh, and uh, as mandated by the, wear your mask. I mean, it's just like, woo. You know, total total bizarre world, twilight zone. But uh, and then, well, and then, and then on top of that, like we we're saying, then, then there's the places that are worse than what's going on here around us. <laughs> Where the lock lockdowns and uh, in Austria, they're just they're just walking around asking people on the streets for their paper. And if if you don't, they require everybody to be vaccinated. If you don't have your papers, they got they got a place for you. They come you, you come on, and uh, it's and that's just one place. There's a lot. There's too oh, many places the Philippines, um, um, Vietnam, I, a friend of mine um, was in Vietnam. She was, I think it was volunteer work or something like that. And they actually cornered the streets. They, they had it blocked where you couldn't come outside. You would have to get that nasal test every mm. day. And this was in Vietnam, you know, and, um, so to go from one to the, and then you have Australia, it's like, gosh, you know, the, I'm just dealing with a mask, you know, it's, it's, um, it's nothing compared. Yeah. So because it's nothing, it's easy for me to boldly walk into someplace, not wearing a mask. That's why aren't other people doing it? They probably mm. don't know what's going on in, in Austria and, right. and all these other countries. They have no awareness that it's really bad over there and the least we can do is just unmask and and just you know don't some think. kind of resistance i mean yeah. it's just so yeah. it's just this is just such a, a weak time a time of weak people you know just right yeah it's just it's it's shocking and those are the adults again we go back to imagine what's happening with with the kids the ones that you're not hearing from 
we know that I think I posted something on Facebook the other day or, or maybe it was Telegram where um, in the Philippines, the kids are back to school and not only are they wearing a mask, but they have to have a little, the little visor over their, their head and one of those little mm. cubicles. Mm. This is in the Philippines with the, now that the kids are back to school. Right. I, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. I, I don't know anybody who's dropping dead in the streets from COVID. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's because I was that said that before. I was like, wait a minute, we're not finding, you know, 20, 30, 40 people living on, on the street that, that they've came and they found, oh, so-and-so's or, or some of these encampments on the streets and things like there's, they're not, not we're, we're not reporting that. Yeah. Been, you know, the outbreak, all the, the people that, that I've heard that they report on that are dying are all people that, that are in the hospital, <laughs> went to the hospital. Or, well, when this all started, there was a story that came out where there was, I think in New York, there was, it was some firefighters came to somebody's house and the person had died of a heart attack. And they were like, man, this it's tragic. There's all, a lot of these people dying of heart attacks. Uh, they counted it as, as COVID. In the, in the death okay, I mean, it, I mean, if, if well, it goes right back to what I was sharing earlier with head counts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of the scam. It's yep. a scam. They're just playing the, it's a, it's a giant scam. But now we have the word COVID um, and then the PCR test. That's another thing I'm not going to subject myself to. It's a PCR test. I just, I'm not going to play those games. I'm not going to travel somewhere where I'm going to have a little thing stuck up my nose. It's not going to happen because then that just makes me part of the problem. And I'm not, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and say, no, that's not going to be me and keep getting censored and you know, Facebook jail and everything yeah. else. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 59 years old and uh, this is my little contribution is, you know, at least my kids. I, oh, that's the other thing I hear of. of um, I feel bad because I hear of children that are like in their 20s talking about how a parent will say, you can't come to my house unless you're vaccinated or you have to wear mm. a mask. And, you know, it's like I just I can't imagine being that person ever. That would say that to their child, like unless you're vaccinated, don't come around me, or yeah, you know, or it can be vice versa, where it's a adult child telling their parent, you can't come to my house unless you're vaccinated. It's just so it's twisted. It's we have an inverted sense of reality. So hospitals get paid big money. Oh, I didn't see that. That just oh, yeah for every yeah of course they do yeah that's oh yeah okay yeah you're right jimmy that's jimmy <laughs> inside the matrix mm. yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah mm. he's he's right um hospitals are making money off these covid deaths and um every time that a, a case pops up oh that's the other thing how about businesses where people are calling in sick saying they, they got COVID? Hmm. Oh, come on. 
I don't even, that's like me being in school and not wanting to go to class, you know, when I was in, in junior or elementary and saying, I don't feel well. I right. mean, it's become sort of a lacy person's way. And I know that there's going to be some comments on that. It's become the laziest person person's way of just not wanting to go to work. And then they get paid by the government to stay home. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was set up that way where, yeah, you can like, oh, yeah, I have. Uh, uh, but if as soon as you you get the inoculation, if if you're injured by the procedure, uh, sorry, I think we're, we're going to have to let you go. I'm, you know, it's, it's a shame. And. Yeah, I mean they they set up they set it up real good, you know they, they yeah. did a good job just really, you know these oh are some, gosh, just, those, uh, yeah. those vaccine stories. vaccine injury. Yeah, there's a, is, lot. There's oh, a lot. How about all the athletes that are dropping dead? Athletes, right? Exactly, that dropping dead. You got uh, and and just the way that they they've managed to just totally keep this under the rug. If if <laughs> share this video if you're watching it because they might take it down you know just for a few <laughs> seconds we you know who you know uh, it's it's ridiculous but this is this is like real you know there there's no because the way i frame it well is there a concerted effort to try to you know there no one's even hearing about this seeing this they totally keep all of any kind of negative <sighs> uh symptoms they, they just put that right no we're, we're not there no one's saying anything about that they're just and it, you know and if you bring it up it's like oh you're oh you're you're just fear mongering you're you you know that's this is gonna prevent people from going and getting the jab and you're evil because you're yeah we're evil yeah because we're <laughs> it's it's become it's become sort of like you know bragging rights to say oh i had covid and i survived or i had covid and covid this covid that and i'm you know i'm sorry but i just i'm more more worried about the people that have been vaccine injured you know that's i'm worried about the children that are now the government has decided that they're going to um well, <laughs> right. genocide. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's all a horrible mess, and I don't know how to um, get on my social media sites and not talk about this. I don't know how to not talk about it in my everyday life. I mean, my kids know that when they call me, it's going to have something to do with what we're discussing right now. I don't remain silent. I'm mm. like this. When I'm not asleep, this is what I'm going to talk about. And if I'm not talking about this, I'm having to do some prayers, meditating, and recentering myself because this this is another way that it can also destroy health. Is you have to you have to be engaged, but also have some balance in that process because we forget to take care of ourselves, and that's that's really important is, you know, we got to practice the, the lifestyle of Nicholas diet healing system lifestyle, because we are in the times where they're attacking us. They're talking, attacking us through foods, through the air, uh, the water. It's 20, they're not stopping. It's like nonstop. Yeah. Gosh, those vaccine injuries. Something that's, that's so 
so unnecessary. So I, yeah, there's one where a reporter uh, collapsed in the middle of the, they were doing a report, and I don't know when that happened. If it was a few days ago or not, mm. but the yeah, reporter remember, collapsed. Yeah, yeah. So that one was another one that I saw. It's like oh, you know, now these people are dropping. When we, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that's dropped from COVID, but now we're seeing people dropping that have taken the vaccine. Right. And that's where, yeah, like where I've, I've heard of people that, like I know people that have family members that have allegedly uh, died because of the procedure. Yeah. I don't know yeah. any of that died of the, of the other thing. Yeah. And uh, that, and, and I certainly don't know anybody that that they that they're even talking about that that's not that doesn't have like five other, you know, like well, oh, it was such a shame. Yeah, they had heart disease last year. They had they had diabetes and a stroke recently, and and all this kind of stuff. And you know, it's real sad that you know COVID nineteen got you know. It's like, what, well, huh? So. We <laughs> it's a it's a circus. Every day it's a circus, and you know they they try to get us to be a part of that circus, and it's not one that I'm I'm gonna you know. How's that saying go? Not my circus, not my circus, not my, my something. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a circus out there, and you know, even with politics, with what's going on with politics, I am having to just you know less and less on politics and more about you know these lockdowns and forced um, injections that are doing you know great harm to children, but um, it's getting ridiculous, and it just keeps ramping up and ramping up, so. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. definitely, definitely time to, uh, you know, take care of ourselves. As I always say, physiological liberation is yeah. the, needs to be the focus for that uh, because through that, and, the, and this really solidifies, like we said, physiological liberation. You just saw all those videos I just yeah. showed you and it's like they get away with because it's because it's like the control because this is a big science experiment. So they're like, well, they're not. Yeah, not everybody all at once. So let's let's get 10 percent, 10 percent of the people. We'll let them go through this and we'll study it and we'll they'll come in and oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take take down the information and study. Tell them that it's doesn't have anything to do with the procedure they underwent that they're like, oh, well, we won't know it's two weeks you got a two weeks to do this and that and you know, whatever nonsense they they blather related to it and and then people people's lives are just trash there'll be they're changed forever and uh then you get the people that say that they that like like bell's palsy face down here talking about like i'm glad that i did this because i even though i'm going through this it'd be a lot worse if I would have died of the, you know, just <laughs> the, uh, the, the unconsciousness hurts. That's the problem. You know, we, we cohabitate this in this world. We're here. And when there that, that level of frequency 
to be in the same existence as that level of frequency is is it can be hurt, can hurt is <laughs> actually uncomfortable people are in a spell seriously they're in a spell something happened like when once everybody came out from their lockdown things changed and um people have been in a spell and the 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 whole they can't separate like disengage and say this is i'm not this is wrong like you and i can disengage and we know it's wrong and we're not going to participate that's the great beauty about being on the mucusless diet healing system is just that you're aware how can you not be aware there's no way that a person who is into health and then they're going to promote the injection it, it's like oh there's a i there were some people i had books on some of these people and i i tossed the books as soon as mm. they started promoting the injection and get get injected get injected and i'm i'm like going you have got to be kidding me how can you be for health how do you even call yourself a doctor or you call yourself this or that and the other it's just to me it's just ludicrous if you eat right and if you know your body and you know that foreign matter should not go into your body, this is a no-brainer. This thing is wrong. It's, it's just wrong on so many levels. It's just, it doesn't take a rocket scientist yet. You know, people are just lining up for that. And then, of course, there's the boosters that come with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> never, never, never ending. They, it's yeah yeah they're yeah. they're not gonna you know governments have a tendency uh tyrannical governments have a tendency not to give power back once they've taken it yeah so whatever the circumstance was that that the power was was handed over to them they uh are very reluctant to ever give it back right it's just yeah. it's a it's a nutty nutty world we're in right now but you know i think that the the blessing in all of this is that we are uniting those of us that uh know better that we're finding our community we're finding our tribe if you will we're finding those that um we resonate with whether it's where you live at or where i live at there's a lot of people in my area that think just the way i do mm -hmm. and i wouldn't have met them had it not been for this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And it also is making people more aware of their health, which is a huge plus that people want to know about how to heal. They want to know all of this because most of them can't go to the doctor anymore because they know that's the trap. So there's a lot to be said about these times. There's a positive to this. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's when when all this started going down. That's why I just was like, okay, this is this is what I've been getting ready for. Let's let's go, and yeah. we're gonna see. This is gonna separate the the men from the boys and the women from the girls, because you know it, it's you're gonna have to pick your side. There's, yeah. there's no there's no one foot in over here, one foot over there. It's like you're either. You're either over here, or you're over there, but it's you ain't gonna be able to straddle that fence because they're forced. And I'm and, and seeing that now. The man, just just an example of that is the mandate. They because there's people that were really trying hard to like I'm I'm I don't want to get the the procedure. 
But, you know, it's okay if you want to get it or if they – and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the test and just, just – no, get the procedure or you're not working here anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so that – this this is a – you know the real the real warfare yeah i hope that you know there are people that are watching this this live that you know that it, that at least can come away understanding that you know they're not alone if they're wondering like you know why don't they have or relatives they're not talking to them anymore right relatives that they've short, shared all this information um the ingredients whatever they're willing to share about this were the the bad stuff about this injection but they still took it, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of sad when it's, you know, a family member that yeah. you care for and they, they go ahead and they take it any, anyway, you know, they're afraid for, you know, they don't want to lose their job or they want to hang around friends or whatever the case may be. But then, you know, there are those of us that are just, you know, going to stay strong and not take that shot. And we're going to just hold out, I mean, not for as long as possible because we're going to hold that period. There's no as yeah. long as possible. They would have to put a gun to my head to get that thing near me, you know, and that includes the little nasal swab. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. No. And uh, there's a lot of us out there. It's just that we don't hear our voices and, right. you know, and, and we get censored. <laughs> We, yeah. we, we get shadow banned. No one's, you know, everybody's wondering where, where did my friends go? We're all here. It's just that mm -hmm. we're shadow banned. We we're not there with you, but we're there with you. You're we're there. Cause I know a lot of people that I met on, on uh, Facebook or on social media for 12 years that I can call them my friend and family because they are just like me, but then with the shadow banning and everything that's taking place, we we're like sort of like drifting away, you know, this tie that keeps pulling us apart. But we're all we gotta reconnect. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and people are, we're finding new ways. So there's there's Telegram and there's Signal and you yeah. know there's creating you know we creating our own mucusfreelife.com uh, health club platform our own little facebook group that that is going to be coming out soon uh, you know so that's that's the next the next transition is into the private it's like from the public into the private spaces and really understanding the power of privacy like what that even is what it what it means to uh the freedom of association no one talks about that unless you know about it. You know, if it's like, if you know, you know, but more people need to know because that's going to be part of our, uh, or that our liberation because there's, there's freedom of, uh, you know, we, we have freedom of sharing information in our private spaces. We have, we have to build private spaces that are bigger than just a handful of people. You know, we have, we, we build these spaces that are decentralized, that are outside of the, the, the meta, the meta, yeah. come on, You're like, man, we already was, they were already, he just stole that word. <sighs> Folks are already using that for something else, you know, in, in the crypto space. And he comes in and like, we'll steal it. We'll co-op this. This is a good word. Metaverse. We're, we're the new landlords. They want to be your, your virtual landlord. <laughs> like, man, people just. I had. I saw a Facebook post today 
that had to do on health. Now there's even fact checking on health that they're, mm. they're can you believe that? Yeah. Health? Like what? It was, it was like on sage or it was some herb, mm. you know, and that got fact checked. This is how ridiculous this whole Where, thing. Where what on Instagram or Facebook? On, no, this is on Facebook on Meta. Oh, on Meta, yeah. 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 We 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 have we have work work to do. Oh yeah. You are you on Telegram? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on there. A few yeah. We get we got some stuff going on on there a little bit. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't I don't have a so we have some private groups so i don't have any big groups on there where we're yet uh probably eventually will but uh, yeah right now i'm in a couple uh smaller groups that are you know that are just kind of uh co you know community folks where we're in there just getting into some stuff but uh and that's one of the places where i get access to some of these these videos and this is all these this content that's uh yeah that they keep off of the the main spaces and uh yeah and here's your i found where you where you go from that that transition yeah, there you go Instagram. so this is there you go arnold eric nukes diet and yeah you know yeah. Germ, germ theory we got and then, and then pretty pictures go. of fruit of course. and then all of a sudden it's like we we got the mangoes and yeah, there it goes. Let's see. I want like, to then it's getting wait, started. We got the train <laughs> It's like you kind of ease into it. Like, <laughs> train theory. I like this. The three enemies. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. And then, then, then it oh, just kind of like, ah, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just, here, here we go. Wait. And then I start getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then it's on. Yeah. That was at, yeah, September. Yeah, September 2020. Then you couldn't do it anymore. And then it was so like, smart. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Then it's pretty much yeah. Where'd all the where's the fruit? <laughs> where's the where's the juice? It's pretty much yeah. Getting getting in, into it. And, oh, uh, that was all the way in with yeah. a few scattered healthy stuff here and there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, there. Did you look at scroll up to the other one? That picture that says right there of my face. The unvaccinated. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even That's though it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Proudly. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. No, yeah. it's just, it's to me, it's just kind of comical because you could see my, where I went, like, uh, on and then boom, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Split. Yeah. It was, it just happened. You'd add enough because it was all, all those months. And there was then, no transition into right. There's a little bit of it was like, oh man, I just I couldn't stop. I, I kept telling myself, you know, today I'm going to post something that's going to be all about like my mm -hmm. food photography and health, and then darn it, what happens is I get on Telegram and I'm just like, oh, forget it. I got to post this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Right. Yeah. It just goes from there. <clears throat> and, yeah, and the way I, I basically I, I I was doing when when all this hit, I was on it because I was like, I'll see what this is. Like, let's go. And I was it wasn't that many people talking about it yet or video. They were too scared. They didn't know what was going on. I was like, no. Nope. And uh and on mine, I like to uh 
there's the that, that's why I created this wake up uh, <laughs> little uh, yeah. and uh, this was like happiness and virtue liking what you've got to do all conditioning aims at that making people like their inescapable social destiny in a gap between two tunnels another gives us an exclusive look at technology now being put to use. This is 80, 82 weeks ago when I posted yeah. this. People still don't know about that. One local police department is using new technology to make that happen. And all you have to do is look up. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. Pandemic drones. Pandemic drone. And you'll find it hovering above popular I posted about that as well. Those drones. As you can see outside this yeah. grocery store. It can measure whether people are social distancing. The and in China now they got the they got the facial recognition. Yeah. You can't even get into a building until it scans your face and it checks all your medical history. The police use taking part in a three month pilot program. They're using the technology. <laughs> and then it, just the whole story. When the first time I went to uh, to Trader Joe's and they had a line, all these people standing way out this long line. And I was like, what is this? Like, I guess I'm not going to Trader Joe's. And, uh, and that was all the, and just how fast people complied. That's just what got to me. I mean, people just, there was no questions. There was no, it was like, mask, I'm in line. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? That blew me away is how people comply. I just, I felt like I walked into like, what world am I in now? Right. Wow. Wow. Just nuts. Where's that? So this is at a, a Planet Fitness. This was that first one they started forcing you to do the mask where it says uh, uh, per Ohio State requirements, face covering mm -hmm. must be worn within the facility. And this is before they got pushed back to, to basically like, I'm not wearing a mask while I work out. That yeah, yeah. that's no one can convince <laughs> that, that, that that's healthy. Uh, and so they finally kind of walked that back where they're like, okay, well, you got to wear it when you're walking in and you're walking from one uh, piece of equipment to another. But then once you're at that equipment, then you can take the mask off. That doesn't and make I mean, any sense. No, no. I don't get this. It is so bizarre. Insanity and people go along with it. That's the part that every day I know I should get used to it. Mm -hmm. Every day I go, is this, are you for real? When I see people wearing a mask while driving by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, just the, the insanity and stupidity of this, these wearing a mask to stay safe. That if you sit down, take it off. Or if you're eating, take it off. If you're standing, put it on. And then I was uh, going to Pilates, Pilates. I don't know if you saw my post on that one on Facebook, but that's where I kind of blew it because mm. um, Joseph Pilates was all about the breath. This right. is about breathing and you have to have proper breath. So when you're on the reformers and the equipment, the Pilates equipment, breathing is really, it's like yoga. Right. Well, you have to wear a mask. Well, doing breath work. Well, you got to look at those pictures. <laughs> you get Pilates on the reformer wearing a mask. Now, is this on your on yours or this? Well, yeah, but I'm sure you general. can you can look it up Pilates on Google. Or you can and you can just 
Um, they were on the reformer and I have all these books on Joseph Pilates and proper breath. And he had all these quotes on proper breathing because that to me was like my yoga. And then when they told me I had to wear a mask while well, before it was just, if you walk in, you can take it off, but I wasn't willing to do that either. But then it became, well, if you walk in, you still have to, you wear it, but now you have to wear it while you're doing Pilates. Mm. I just couldn't even believe it. That was to me. That's required for Pilates. For Pilates, of all things. And it's all about the breath. So that one was like, okay, I'm done. And that was kind of hard for me because I was a Pilates junkie. I was going um, two or three times a day, every day. I was, I was nonstop Pilates. Mm. I wanted to get my training and then, and then this happened and that was that. Wow. Just crazy. So that, that was a big one for me. Cause that was my, my workout, my, it kept me limber. And then I had to find other alternatives from Pilates. So, and I, you know, it was just, I the, the, the insanity just continues and people acquiesce they still go along with it. I just can't believe it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's so. Try like so. Exactly. It's yes. Like even. Uh, yeah. Even... It is the twilight zone. Yeah. You're right, Fiona. It's, it's the twilight zone. Yeah. <laughs> It's just crazy. And Fiona and I have talked about this. Yeah. Can you look at that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and because this is real spiritual. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Meditation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What a... Oh, and I'm in Washington where this is the madness. Where this is like, yeah, this is oh. real popular. Yeah. yeah. You know, Club Pilates, that was, you know, Club Pilates, you got to wear yeah. that mask. Right. Well, how can you even quote Joseph Pilates? It's just so unbelievable to me. So it's just, it's just the cognitive part of it, dissidence is just gone and people just comply. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't get it. And, you know, it's just venues you have in the meantime you have football games and stuff where people are jam-packed in and most of them aren't even wearing a mask anymore mm -hmm. so it's just it's insanity <sighs> yeah but talk yes. about this every day it's, yeah it's hard not to not to talk about it <laughs> yeah well i mean what else is there it's like i'm into liberation and that's we we've been saying the same thing for years and years and years. And uh, somebody have actually found a a radio show that me and brother Eric did like in 2006 or 2007. And uh, where uh, and brother Eric was talking about uh, literally in 2006, we said exactly what will happen with what Bill Gates did. He was talking about the Bill Gates and, and cause that had just come out where he had made an announcement that he's, he's going to be going to Africa and trying to inoculate every, everything that moves. 
and uh and, and we just we wore it out there and you could play that today and it's just as just as relevant uh if not more today than uh, it was then you know and it's like and we're just advocates at this point it's I don't know what that is where some people have that that have that fire, have that humanity, have that that just a little bit of consciousness enough. And if you have that and if you have that feeling like that, then dig deeper and take this opportunity to get yourself together physiologically. I mean, that was a great story, an example Kuga mentioned earlier where she wasn't using, well, I don't have money, I don't have as an excuse you figure it out if you got if you have to go you live on someone's farm and and, and you're working for for them for then they're growing organic food or you as uh, kuka was doing was volunteering someplace i've heard of people going and living on uh yeah like help helping out on like being like a sharecropper for food and, and they're getting all the best fruits and vegetables uh, and, and be able to stay on the land. I mean, you got to think outside of the proverbial box, hey, really, because this is about survival. And, it, it, and if, if you're going to survive, then you can't go along these lines. You see these, these lines of people lined up for their, their free inoculation uh, yeah, you got to get out of that line. Yeah, yeah, you have to get out of that line because they are coming after our food supply. I don't yeah. even trust what I buy in the grocery store anymore. I don't, you know, sometimes I look at the order that it says organic, and I'm going, you know, I'm starting not to even trust. And we have the latest mm -hmm. um, that have to do with they're going to put the um, what was it the the COVID. Um, the vaccine into some of the produce that this is the newest one um oh is, yeah oh you that's, saw that? that's crazy oh. yeah that's that's wow yeah, yeah. I saw that. yeah. That's, that's something else now i mean that's a whole other i mean talk about poisoning the food supply that's just a different level that's then, because and all you have to do is use just use logic use the logic because if 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 they can do this, then what's preventing them from doing that? So what happens when they issue a mandate that all green leafy vegetables must have this vaccine strain put into them? And if you get caught growing your own lettuce that doesn't have this vaccine strain in it, we have a place for you. We have a re-education camp. Yeah. It's comfy. It's got barbed wires around it. Don't worry about that. We got a comfy room for you. And once we take you in, we'll be sure to uh, to give you the proper inoculations that you've been trying to avoid. Yeah. We yes. don't stand up and fight. You know, I don't because you'll get me started and I start talking about burning things to the ground. So I'll yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand because yeah. it's not just about it's not just about vaccines anymore. They're coming after our food. Yeah. Um, Gates is buying up all the, you know, all the farmland, all the the through the West Coast. Mm -hmm. He's buying up the water. He's we're not we're losing our water rights we're losing our, our the the integrity of our food supply now you know not to mention what's going on in the skies 
Um, there's a, we're being, this is an assault upon humanity, and this is no time to kumbaya your way through anything. Mm -mm. You can't say, oh, the light, you know, um, it just doesn't work that way. We have to be proactive. This is where you have to take that, that light and you have to use your voice for an awareness tool, awareness piece. Otherwise, how is anybody going to know what you stand for? I don't, I don't, I'm really skeptical of people that don't mention anything about what's going on in the world on their, on their um, social media that are, you know, have these huge followings that are in our circle because I'm, I'm going, where's the integrity in that? I no longer feel that this person is being uh, honest in any of this. And they're more about, you know, wanting to, to have their little status and, and maintain their, their following versus just coming out and saying, this is wrong and we have to do something. There's got to be that balance of do whatever it takes to, to keep your platform, but at the same time, let people know where you stand, especially if you're a healer, if you're a detox person, if you're, if you're practicing a Mikulistai healing system, you have to be able to let people know. And because of that, I'm not going to be for these injections. And I refuse to have something over my mouth that's going to hinder my breath. Um, we, we, otherwise, you're not being an authentic person. And, I, you know, this is what gets me on social media is when I just see all the same content. Like not, they haven't skipped. Like nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> just, nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing changed. And I'm really bored with that. And I'm sure a lot of people are. But, you know, the other thing is, is that who doesn't want to look at beautiful pictures of, you know, these raw foods is the raw vegan foods. I mean, who doesn't want to look at that when you're fasting and you're like, oh, <laughs> that looks really good. But at the same time, we have to have an awareness. There's got to be a balance of, and by the way, this is wrong. I think just like celebrities who who are standing up and losing their, their platform, that we also, in our line of work, in what we practice day in and day out, we also have to say what we, what we stand for during these times. And it's just not always about health and healing, but it has to do with humanity and and um, bringing a spotlight to some atrocities that are taking place in the world. Yeah, well, and I get well, you probably get it too, but I I, I get frustrated with the uh, you know there, there's and I don't and there's a, there's some of y'all I don't mean to just get on y'all, but I'm not a pacifist, <laughs> and I and there's and there's pacifists. That, 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 you know, because they're into the diet and they're trying the hippie thing and all that. And that's great. But they, but they, then they try to control you. Say, like, I don't care if you're, if you're a pacifist, be a pacifist. And when they show up at your front door, as I said, with a syringe in one hand and a gun in the other, as, and that's not hyperbole anymore. They do, they're doing that in place. Yeah. Maybe not in your state, maybe not in your country yet, but it's happening. Uh, but we were talking about that way before we're saying, well, what do you do when that happens? Are, are you prepared uh, to, how are you going to defend yourself? Are you, have you thought about that? 
you know, like, oh, well, that won't happen. And then then there's the people that, oh, well, it's it's just about love, just just love, just peace and love. And that just don't don't talk. That's negative vibes. Don't talk about that. Don't post about that. That's negative. Oh, the world, all the, the chaos in the world. And don't worry about that. It's just love. Just focus on that. And I'm just like, man, that's yeah, there, there were a lot. There were that we can find peoples that focused on love that were uh, 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 totally taken out and genocided by by the pus eating zombies. Yeah. Because in the realm, in the world of pus and mucus, the filthiest are the ones that win. Yeah. If you're playing that game, you're not going to beat these folks, these filthy politicians that totally constipated, you know, with living lifestyles. I mean, you talk about prolapse colon. I mean, this wow. is just a, a building full of just sick people that need, that need well, a lot of cleansing, but you're not going to beat them eating what they're eating. Cause yeah. they've shown that they are the top. They are the filthiest. They've won that. You can't beat them. They're professional, filthy people. Yep. And so the only way that we can even deal with that is cleaning ourselves up and going in the opposite direction. And, uh, and, and that's where we're at. And because pe people want to be real, uh, real naive. And they're like, oh, well, that, that's not going to happen. And, and, and I, I was talking about way back when all this started. Because what, what comes to me is the historical context. So I did a, a talk about the Tuskegee experiment. Okay, everybody knows that. Well, I started talking about forced the history of forced sterilization, and people are like, "Why are you talking about that?" I'm like, "Look at if if they can force if they can force people, and it's still happening, by the way. But if they force people to be sterilized systematically, you don't think they're going to force you to put whatever they want." into your body you know like you gotta, yeah. you gotta study this that like you gotta understand this to be prepared so that you don't where because people think it's an overreaction like oh that's that's not gonna happen uh the uh i brought up the uh, the picture here of the the of, of this situation the the infected blanket yeah the native yeah. americans you know the, the the same people the same murderers that did this are the same type of people it could be for all we know could be the same uh progeny of uh the folks is at the top now man with all the mandates with all the stand in line and and come get your be part of our experiment you know well, it's probably even worse now because they they have you know they're altering the, the, yeah. you know AI and and all it's it's a lot. I think this is even all, the history is there, but this is so much worse. And I think that's why even the media is suppressing all of this is they don't want anyone to awaken from what's going on in the world. And it is a, a global experiment. It is genocide. It is a slavery system, new world order, totalitarian. We're talking drones, um, locking people in. You're gonna. No one's gonna even be working outside anymore. You know, you order everything on on Amazon, and 
it's it's just it's all here right now everything is happening and there's no more conspiracy theory it's already here yeah 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 it's it's not it's not a theory it's and uh let's see january black says at the the new jersey vegan fest was a huge vegan expo saturday and sunday they demanded proof of vac at the entrance (laughs) wow wow Wow. <laughs> oh, there's a yeah, there's a church here in Washington, in Kent, Washington, mm. where uh you can't enter unless you show proof of vaccination. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep, that's it's Jeez, you can't. Brave, brave new world is. I saw a meme the other the other day that was floating that something like Jesus can't come save you because he's not vaccinated. Something. Like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's what we were saying back when when it all started, and they were shutting that they were you know shutting down all the churches, and we're like, well, what? Where's your faith at now? What? Yeah. What's this? What's this? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, that's the other thing about the 501c3 nonprofits, the churches. They got to promote that vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> They're the oh, yeah. Well, they'll, they'll is writing it. on it. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll, right. They got to come. Yeah. They got to comply and have open their doors for their, there's probably place churches to go get your vaccine at the church and uh, they come in and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. And uh I always whenever we talk about Fauci, I always think of of our uh of our dear friend Mr. uh Mr. Sims here, the uh the father of gynecology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I mean inhumane is not is we you lose words to be able to to yeah. describe the uh uh, yeah, the inhumanity, the level of, of of psychopath, and they make you know statues of this guy. You know, say, so, oh, he's the father of gynecology, and we'll look look into what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and every and this is these and this is you know when when I when they start talking about Fauci and they show him, I mean, this this is what I think about. Like it's mm-hmm. history. Yeah, yeah. I I just I don't understand how that guy's still around. You know how he's still a mouthpiece. How he's still out there. I mean, seriously, how is this little weasel still out there? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it was a, 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 a pleasure and a privilege to have you on. The program today, Kuka, thank you so much for sharing. Gosh, we almost went at three hours. (laughs) Yeah, we had one of the, yeah, one of these good, good discussions here. And uh, yeah, it was uh, was great having you on here. Yeah, Joe says, uh, such an interesting in-depth discussion. We need more of these discussions. Yes, we're we're trying, we're, you know, we're out here trying to do this work, trying the best we can to just raise awareness and it's on each individual person to pursue physiological liberation and to liberation in general to uh, protect your freedoms if you don't do it yes. then 
there, there, no one's going to do it for you. The government's not going to do it. They're doing everything in their power to do the opposite. They take your children away from you to force poison into them, to force poison into you, to uh, try to uh, uh, pressure you into compliance, pressure you to uh, uh, sacrifice your breath. Uh, put on your put on the muzzle go you know just the the laundry list and you just have to as I, as I often say practicing the mucus's diet healing system is the most revolutionary thing that you can do yes because it it's at the foundation of all of this you know and and that's where you like I said you're going to see the separation of all of these folks that were in line I mean, look at look at these the lines to to go get the uh, to 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 get the the procedure. You know, just just all all these these fine folks here, and there's a lot a lot of these folks. There's there's a percentage of these folks didn't make it. Percentage of these folks that you know which because which booster will it be? Which which time? They were, oh, well, I got one, I got two, and I'm I'm still okay. You got the third life has changed you know bell's palsy and whatever all the the heart issues all the stuff and and so as as they say do your own research <laughs> but it's gonna take the the spirit of the revolutionary that's gonna survive this that's gonna make it through and uh and, and don't forget about the children as well, because, you know, more than ever, I think that you know, that's where we really need to now focus is with this procedure. Mm. Is we have to stand up. I mean, no more kind of being a pacifist stuff that we need right. to see these kids. Um, it, each and every one of us has a duty as a human to protect these kids and do everything possible to continue to expose and also not only to expose but not comply with mm -hmm. these illegal criminal what they call mandates don't right. do it yeah yeah illegal direct directive because right. <laughs> whatever it is so everybody uh, so one last time check out uh, kuka's instagram <laughs> raw awesome kuka. Yeah, if you want to see her post, you'll have to actually go to her page. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ross and Kuka, and also I'm on Telegram, just at uh, the Detox Doc. Okay. So, um, yeah, and I'm in Facebook, but you know my days are always numbered every time I post something. So <laughs> you catch me on the flip side. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here. This has yeah. been, been thank great. You, Reese. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Wow. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, it was a nice release. Now everybody knows. Well, yeah. Like you yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. 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 But now it's just out there. Just is a little, little further. Just little every further. time we, we go public, every time we, oh. you know, put something out there, it's like, yeah, we, we might not be getting millions of views and that kind of stuff, but, those those you know 20 and 30 we get is quality is change you know changing uh it's that transition because it's yeah. the, the transition of the consciousness of humanity because it's the same if you cold turkeyed everybody all of a sudden overnight billions of people got 
just sort of uh, inoculated with this information that we're talking about, man, you'd have like people be committing suicide. People, there'd be riots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd go nuts. Yeah. And so, and so it, it, it is what it is. This is the transition and this is how, how it's going to be done, how we got to do it. And, uh, and we're going to definitely, uh, you know, just, just heal ourselves and and create a better place for for the children yeah. and, and and create our own system that really protects them mm-hmm. and uh, uh avoids all of this 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 tragedy this nightmare that so many uh parents are going through unnecessarily and um yeah, yeah. That, that's the work that's that's the work that we're, we're tasked with yeah yeah and and people need to also remember keep don't give up. I mean, if you've been diagnosed with an illness, you know, let my story be a testament that you can make it, you know, you can, you you can be homeless, you can be out of work, but that's no excuse. You can, you can eat right. There's a way to eat right. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money. Um, There are many, many ways to eat right. So don't let that be an excuse to, to stop you. Definitely. I like that. You can you can eat right. <laughs> right. Health as well. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And I appreciate uh, everybody that tuned in to the program today. Give it up one last time for Kuka Russell. Show your love in the comment section there. Appreciate you being here. And uh, yeah, this was a great, great episode. So that's going to do it for, for this episode here. I appreciate you all for tuning in. Share this video. You can see Share this video. Uh, get this message out there. Again, that's the only way that more people are going to hear about it. You can see. We got to share it ourselves. Do this work. Physiological liberation. So uh, thank you all so much. And until next time, peace, love, and rest.